The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, uh, it's been an eventful morning already. Pat Gray unleashed, 888-933-93. Al Franken has made his announcement. And it is, it's pretty much what we expected. It's also exactly what we've been saying, that this is just a setup with, with the Democrats. They're throwing Franken under the bus. I'm sure they got together with him and said, look, you're going to be fine. We're, we'll take care of you. You go to the Center for American Progress or, you know, Soros will find something for you to do. You'll make a million a year. Uh, you, you'll be respected. It'll, people are going to forget about all this. Uh, but in the meantime, we got to throw you under the bus because we're going full-fledged against Moore and we're going against Trump. So we, we'll say that we cleaned out all of our baggage. We got rid of everybody. We, the Conyers, Franken, they're gone and they were gone quickly. Now you send us this guy, this child molester from Alabama, Roy Moore? Oh, yeah. The Democrats are wanting him to win. You know this. Of course they do. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised, in fact, if they stopped funding Doug Jones' campaign in Alabama. That's how much they want Roy Moore to win. They want him so badly so that they have this to beat the Republicans with. Uh, They're going to use this in 2018. They'll use it in 2020. They're going to use it all along against uh, Donald Trump. Trying to make sure that, uh, trying to make sure that he he has an ineffectual presidency. <laughs> I just it, it's it's all so clear right now. You know that they don't they don't care one iota about these women who have made these claims. They couldn't care less. They didn't care in the nineties. They didn't care in the two thousands. They don't care now. They never cared about Bill Clinton not, and what he did to women. Not one iota. They couldn't, they couldn't care less about actual people. What they care about is their power. So now that they've cleaned house on their side of the aisle, they can focus entirely on the Republicans who they perceive as uh, people with... Uh, sexual allegations against them or or problems in their past people who are predators this was uh this was franken's announcement just a few minutes ago today i am announcing that in the coming weeks i will be resigning as a member of the united states senate Hmm. i of all people am aware that there is some irony in the fact that I am leaving go. while mm-hmm. a man who has bragged on tape about his history of sexual assault sits in the Oval Office. Wow. And a man who has repeatedly preyed on young girls' campaigns for the Senate <laughs> with, the, with the full support of his party. I mean, they, he right there. Right there, he released their full agenda. Sure, I'm leaving. And isn't it interesting that I'm leaving, and I deny virtually everything. Earlier in the speech, he denied everything. Virtually every, in fact, not virtually everything. He denied everything. And, and now he can point the finger. 
at Roy Moore and Donald Trump. Wow. Is that something? That is pathetic. First of all, earlier in the speech, he said some of these allegations are true, and the rest I remember differently. Well, okay, you've just denied what these women are saying. What are you, you're not respecting these women. You're calling them liars or that, or that they misremember something. One after another misremembers, really? Really? I mean, that's despicable. It's, what he did today is despicable. I, I, I deny uh, these, a lot of these allegations. They, they just didn't happen. And, uh, and, and the other ones I remember differently. But okay, I'm going to step down. But isn't it interesting? I'm stepping down. We've got a when we've got the uh, sexual assaulter in chief. <laughs> I mean, all of this in light of uh, the new allegations. There's like eight or nine women now that have come out about uh, Al Franken, and I'm sure they all misremember something. Him trying to squeeze their butts, or I mean, let's let's look back at what he said. Just last week, when he in that interview, he was being interviewed by one of the reporters at WCCO in Minneapolis, and uh, this is what he had to say about the allegations. Then these women are all are using very similar language to describe basically their butt cheek being <laughs> cupped or, or grabbed. I mean, this is this Lindsay uh-huh. man says yeah. he put his hand full fledged mm-hmm. on my rear. It was wrapped tightly around my butt cheek. It wasn't right. around my waist. It wasn't mm-hmm. around my hipper side. It was definitely on my butt. The other woman said, mm-hmm. cup my butt, uh, or the hand right. down yeah. it went. Another woman mm-hmm. said, I mean, yes, you've taken thousands of pictures. Yes. But yeah, when right, you grab right. somebody's butt, don't you know it? Uh, I, I understand that. Uh, I understand that. What the hell does that mean? That's not an answer to the question. When you grab somebody's butt, don't you, don't you know? Uh, I understand that. What do you mean you understand that? So you understand the question, you're just avoiding it? I see. Okay. And I, um, again, I am going to have to do everything I can going forward to be Uh uh, enormously sensitive. Sensitive. Yeah. uh, Apologize to these women. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that what I want to do is emerge from this. Mm -hmm. uh, Emerge. And uh, to. To better uh, understand about uh, grabbing butts, I want to be able to better understand um, what a woman means when she says "Don't grab my butt like that." I want to. Be, I understand that. I want to be able to understand that. Uh, I want when I grab a woman's fleshy buttocks. Uh, I want. I want her to understand that I mean that with love. Uh, that that's a sign of uh, respect for her. Woman's experience. Mm-hmm. I uh, uh, I am uh, so sorry that I've made people feel terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. I want to be able to. Uh, I've been doing a lot of thinking, and I want to be. Uh, uh, I've been trying to figure out a way to get out of this, and I can't, which is why I resigned today. Uh, but. Uh, uh, but now I can point the finger at the president and Roy Moore. You know, I want to apologize to the people of apologize. Minnesota, and I want right. to uh, mm-hmm. and all the butt butts I've grabbed in Minnesota because there's been thousands work to uh, gain their mm-hmm. trust back. That's not going to happen mm-hmm. overnight. All right. Uh, are they mistaken? 
I love this. That their butt was grabbed? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? I am not saying that. I am not saying that. I am saying that sometimes I can't control my hands. Sometimes my I lose all control of my bodily functions, including the squeeze mechanism in my hands. I so. don't remember these. As I said, I take thousands of As photos, I said, so I don't remember these I don't remember. particular photos. I, I don't remember these photos, and a lot of people, after they squeeze women, as many women's butts as I've squeezed in my lifetime, you can't remember uh, them uh, at all. But I, um, I think that women's experience, what, my intent doesn't matter. No. What right. matters is the, is the experience, experience that, that women, women. I want them to have a good experience when I'm squeezing their buttocks. And uh, apparently some of them haven't enjoyed it as much as I did. And I'm trying to understand that and to uh, uh, have a better technique when I butt squeeze. <laughs> That's all that it'll be more enjoyable for them as well. Uh, uh, I, I, my intent... My, it was uh, not to make them feel uncomfortable. Uh, I don't remember these photographs. I don't remember the situation, but that was certainly, certainly not my intent. But not, my intent, the intent doesn't matter. The intent. What matters is was my sexual gratification. That was the intent. The experience uh, of that we have to respect uh, women's we, experience. experience. I think that's part of the conversation mm -hmm. that we're having now. We should always have. We always is that mm -hmm. is respecting. How a woman feels about something, and, and, and how, her butt, how her butt cheek feels. <laughs> uh, uh, I, we've got to respect how that butt cheek feels when it's firm and um, and uh, uh, men are oblivious, pliable to uh, mm -hmm. something that a woman will take right. Will feel make them feel disrespected. Them, right. I uh, men feels that you molested her. I mean, she put that on Facebook right after that photo. Listen to this. I understand that. And <laughs> I understand <laughs> that. She feels like you molested her. She yeah. she feels uh, she's been molested. I understand. I, I understand that. I understand. Again, I again say that I, I, I respect say, her experience. I'm very. I apologize. Respect, I, ex I I respect her experience of molestation. So I, I said I felt very I badly about that, and mm -hmm. I apologize. You know, and I think you know. <laughs> In these it's confirmation hearings for the current administration, you have been all over it. You have been sort of the bulldog, really mm -hmm. aggressively going after yeah. uh, the president's nominees. Uh, you expressed skepticism that Dr. Tom Price could somehow have not known he had tobacco st stocks, that you found that hard to believe. Mm -hmm. I think with all due respect, I think people are going to look at this and find it hard to believe that someone such as yourself, wouldn't know that they were grabbing somebody's butt. <laughs> I can understand how people would feel that way. I understand that. Secretary Price is now former Secretary Price. Right. It was more than having tobacco stocks. It's it not really the, the point. Trading in uh, stocks. On, that's what I was getting at. Right. I'm going to continue mm -hmm. asking the hard questions. I'm going to continue squeezing women's butts, too, because I wasn't stopped here. Did you notice that? That's, I, I have not been I stopped. I take this job seriously, and uh, that's part of what I'm going to I take women's butts seriously as well. I <laughs> uh, just want you to know that.
I take women's buttocks very seriously, and that's why I enjoy the experience mm-hmm. of squeezing them so much. <laughs> and now, now he can continue to squeeze them uh-huh. with one hell of a pension, I'll tell you. I, I, yeah. Oh, he keeps his pension? Oh, I, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure, right? Well, that's one of the ways, that's one of the reasons you would resign now as opposed to later in, in disgrace because right. you could lose that pension. He gets a pension now. He'll he'll get he'll get set up by the progressives in some, you know, probably the Center for American Progress or some other George Soros funded uh, nonsense. And he'll he'll just he'll make a seven figure salary every year, and people will forget about this, and he'll be fine. And he just denied everything everything that he ever did uh, on that speech today. First of all, I uh, uh, some of these allegations are true, and the other ones I remember very differently. What do you What do you mean you remember them very differently? You're, that's not respecting their experience. Saying that you remember it differently is calling them a liar. It's just a different way of saying that these women are lying about you, and you didn't do any of that. That does not respect their experience, Al. It's pathetic. So check this out. Really pathetic words. and despicable. A lot of words, though. He did say it a lot is, of he words. He did say a lot of words. A lot of words. So Al being above 62 years of age and Al being uh, having more than five years of service, um, he will get a full pension. Yeah, full pension, which I think is, isn't it the whole salary? And I'm, It's hundred like yeah. 175000 for life. Yeah, it's about that. Um, and... and and I don't know if what would have happened if the Senate Ethics Committee had come back, you know, and, and right. given him a negative. So by just bowing out now, admitting nothing, mm-hmm. congratulations. Now you get yeah. to work for free, not work and get the same salary. And Which means they had some good evidence. They had some good dirt on him yeah. because otherwise he would have said, ah, yeah, let's, let's I, go through with it. I mean, I think he clearly did these things. Yeah. I mean, somebody's got photographic proof. Yeah. I don't care how you remember it. We've seen you. I We've will seen say you groping a woman. That last one that, that just came out and said he, he had his hand around her waist. Uh huh. Yeah, I mean, you're I mean, the waist. I understand. Okay, I don't know what he was doing, but it's like. Didn't she also say though that it came down and grabbed her butt or not? I don't. I didn't see that part. I don't know. And it goes back to the John Rice Davies when we had. Do you remember uh-huh. when he was here? Yeah. And his fun thing to do was he, he just before you'd take the selfie, he'd stick his finger in your side mm-hmm. and try to tickle you. Yeah. Which. I don't know. Maybe he was getting his jollies. I don't know, but it didn't bother me. It was like kind of funny because it was funny. Actually, that didn't uh, happen to anybody in the building but you. I really? Think. Did he get mm. your phone number too? Mm-hmm. Did, didn't he kiss you too? Uh, no, sir. <laughs> All righty. Uh, we're joined by Brad Staggs. Wow. Right <laughs> well, you know, the only thing better than talking about Al Franken mm. is talking about earwax. Yeah. I actually yeah. raised the bar a little bit, didn't I? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's Wow. I came in and raised the bar to earwax. Everybody's got it. You know what? How is Al Franken like earwax? Eh, not everybody doesn't have him, but no one wants to deal with him. Kind of the same thing. And if you really, and, and actually, if you have a buildup of earwax, you don't hear Al Franken, so that's a positive. You don't want to look at him. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, but, you know, let's, let's deal with the long-term health effects of having too much earwax and, you know, maybe wearing earbuds when you're just pushing that earwax back in or using the Q-tips. I know. Enjoy your lunch. But look, here's the thing. If you go to use, let's get, get to the point. Use, if you go to usewaxrx.com, you get a three-part system that doctors design. So it's, it's like going to the doctor without going to the doctor and paying the high doctor bill. You get the, uh, the earwax softening drops, the specially designed squirt bottle that gets in there and whew, flushes it out. And then that pH conditioning rinse, which leaves those ears soft and supple. Supple. It's, it's like the Bitcoin of ears. <laughs> It really is. If you don't have this, you're not cool. Go to usewaxrx.com. If you use promo code radio, you get free standard shipping. Usewaxrx.com.
Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Unleashed. 888-933-93. Fascinating uh, speech by Al Gore on the Senate floor, or Al Franken on the Senate floor today. Uh, it's just, I mean, he's really denied everything. All of a sudden now, I, I thought you were trying to respect the experience of these women. And then today he said they're untrue. And if even the the other ones... Since some of them are untrue, and the other ones I remember much differently than they do. Well, then, okay, you're calling them liars. Liars, right? right? You're, exactly. you're saying that the, it was all consensual, which is, again, disrespectful to these women's experience, Al. Uh, it's really despicable. Uh, here's where he's, he's talking about uh, remembering things differently and some of them not being true. Then the conversation turned to me. Over the last few weeks, a number of women have come forward to talk about how they felt my actions had affected them. I was, I was shocked. I was upset. But in responding to their claims, I also wanted to be respectful of that broader conversation. Because all women deserve to be heard and their experiences taken seriously. I think that was the right thing to do. I also think it gave some people the false impression that I was admitting to doing things that, in fact, I haven't done. Wow. There's some of the allegations against me are simply not true. Okay. Others I remember very differently. <laughs> okay. So... He just flat out hasn't done any of the things they've accused him of. That's what he just got through saying. Some of them are untrue. Uh, others I remember very differently. Uh, these are uh, liars. These are cheats. Uh, these are phonies. But I want to respect their experience and the broader conversation. <laughs> That's just unbelievable to me. This whole thing was was uh, orchestrated today to throw the Republican Party into on the defensive mm -hmm. because it's been Conyers and it's been Franken. Uh, Roy Moore denies all allegations, all of them. So nothing's been proven against Roy Moore. I, you can say you don't believe him. I mean, and the stories have kind of gone back and forth. And I, I, I and his spokespeople are certainly terrible explaining this stuff but he denies any wrongdoing so what are you supposed to do until you have proof aren't we supposed to assume somebody's innocent until proven guilty and then and then trump trump is gonna is definitely in their crosshairs right now i bet they are lining up women right now to come forward uh and get out there in public again I bet they're doing everything they possibly can to track down everybody who says they have some sort of grievance against Donald Trump. 
888 900 Patrick in Louisiana. You're on the blaze. Hi. Hi, Pat. Hi. Um, yeah, if Roy Moore's elected and the Senate Republicans uh, vote to send him back to Alabama mm-hmm. because another special election, how do you think that would affect the Republican Party? I think it would hurt him a lot. Uh, but I mean, even if they rejected him, uh, well, he, he it will be a battle because Roy Moore denies doing anything wrong. So then they now they're supporting him. And then if they've supported him, gotten behind him, president has gotten behind him and so has the party. And then if they get him elected and send him back, I, I don't know. That looks bad, too. I, the, the Republicans are kind of in a no-win situation with this. <laughs> it's, it's really a tough situation right now. Um, I mean, that's the, that's the only way to do the right thing and still keep a Republican in the seat. Yeah, uh, it, it, it is. But I, I, I'm, I'm not sure what the right thing is right now, to be honest with you, because uh, more, most of the allegations against Moore that I've seen aren't even illegal. He hasn't really done anything as far as sexual assault. There are two women who say that when they were 14 and 16, he did things that were illegal, but he denies completely any of that wrongdoing. And there's, there's no way to prove this. Uh, it was 40 years ago. So I, I don't really know where to go with this thing. They're in a really tough position. And then, uh, appreciate the call, Patrick. And then with the, uh, with the Trump you. situation... Trump is the one who, who bragged about some of this stuff. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where the Republicans go with this. I they've mean, they've gotten just, themselves into a quandary. They're going to piss off their base in you know, Alabama if you yeah. send them back. And if yeah. you don't, then you're going to risk the moderates in 2018. You're and absolutely right. The GOP is. They're in a tough situation. <laughs> it's a no-win situation with Roy Moore. And I think he's going. He's the maybe the only way they win is if they lose the election, and that's not even a win. But it might be a better win than if Roy Moore wins, because uh, then if they do nothing and they they allow him to to be seated, mm-hmm. then the Democrats are going to harp on that his entire term. They're going to ride that as far as they possibly can. Gah. It's a tough one. Just, now, if Doug Jones wins, they don't have any of that, right? And then, what are you uh, going to do? Well, then, then yeah. you've got then you then you can focus all of your energy on Donald Trump, which yeah, they will do. That's true. Tommy. and that margin in the Senate becomes even more razor thin. Really tough. I, this is, oh boy, going to be fun. Twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. You know, a lot of people are saying that the Democrats could conceivably regain the House in twenty eighteen. With all this stuff going on, I, nothing would surprise me. What are they, about 30? Uh, isn't the, the majority is about 30, right? We have 30 more than, than they do. Uh, could they lose 30 seats in, in the election? Yeah, it could happen. I mean, sometimes yeah. the momentum just sweeps people out of office. Yeah, so what are we up to? Let's see, 237. I, I don't know, man. I need to look this up. That's a good thing to, to keep top of mind in 2018. Uh, and I, I would like to see also um, how vul- vulnerable, uh, easy for me to say, uh, the seats that the Senate uh, has up here. Um, I, 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 we need to get Stu in here. 
to go through these because there's going to be some uh, states that uh, I, I'm trying to figure out who is uh, most uh, vulnerable here. 52, 48. Yeah, I'm going to break this down at some point. But, uh, yeah, I think this is this is shaping up to be really bad. Yeah, it could be. It, it really could be. The other thing that's kind of resurfacing uh, is the talk about what happened to Rand Paul. Why was Rand Paul viciously attacked by his neighbor? Um, there's a lot of intrigue still going on in this because Rand Paul has not... He's chosen not to expose what the guy said to him after he broke six of his ribs. And so there was a there's an article about uh, what exactly may have happened. Was it really about grass clippings? <laughs> did the guy did two doctors, two successful wealthy doctors, one who's a U.S. senator, get into this argument over lawn clippings? Uh, we'll get into that sometime during the course of the, the day as well. 888 More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns. 888-900-3393. It was a huge day yesterday. A huge day uh, for the United States and Israel. Because we did the right thing for the first time in 70 years uh, concerning the uh, capital of Israel. Uh, here is Trump on the announcement that Jerusalem is the capital of Israel. After more than two decades of waivers, we are no closer to a lasting peace agreement between Israel and the Palestinians. It would be folly to assume that repeating the exact same formula would now produce a different or better result. Therefore, I have determined that it is time to officially recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. While previous presidents have made this a major campaign promise, they failed to deliver. Today, I am delivering. I've judged this course of action to be in the best interests of the United States of America and the pursuit of peace between Israel and the Palestinians. This is a long overdue step to advance the peace process and to work towards a lasting agreement. So, uh, I, I agree with all that. Now, a lot of people don't. A lot of people think that hurts the peace process. The Arabs in the Middle East have said it will hurt the peace process. It'll cause an uprising. Well, I, why, why would just, first of all, not recognizing hasn't, certainly hasn't helped the peace process, whereas they don't have peace now. So... <laughs> Why is that such a good thing? You know, people are acting like that the Middle East is this tranquil field of daisies that yeah. is being disturbed by this crazy man uh, by, by merely he's, saying he's that Jerusalem is the capital. the first person to ever stir things up in the Middle East. <laughs> right? This is ridiculous. So, <sighs> so the, the right thing here is to recognize Israel 
However, uh, the the media and the the left are going crazy in this country. Um, here was Chris Matthews on Donald Trump uh, talking about the decision. By the way, deaths are coming now because of this. You can just bet in the next few weeks we're going to have hell to pay for this totally erratic decision by this president. Every party that's had the White House since 48 has recognized you have to be careful over there. I lived over there right up the Damascus Gate right where that picture was. And I had to tell you, everything is intricate over there. Bethlehem is intricate with the Armenian church mm-hmm. and, the, and the Catholic church. Everything is intricate. The guys with the, the ultra-religious re- people uh, and the Jewish community and the Arab call to prayer, it's all intermingled and intricately combined. And to mess that up now makes no sense for anybody mm. to do that. It's not in America's interest. Don't Mary think Kirsten. this isn't related to Alabama next week. It is related. Because what? it's the Christian evangelicals oh. down there with their crazy <laughs> ideas about Israel, which is, I don't know, mythical. They don't understand the situation wow. over there and how tricky it is ethnically and tribally. They don't care because wow. it's a religious belief. Trump's playing to that this week. You Boy. watch him. That is unbelievable. Why is that okay for Chris Matthews to refer to Christian beliefs as crazy and mythical? How does he get away with that? If he did that with Muslims or Jews or anybody else, crazy mythical religious beliefs, he'd be fired. You'd be instantly fired. For some reason, it's fine to call Christian beliefs crazy and mythical. And to tie in the election in Alabama to Donald Trump declaring that Jerusalem is the capital of Israel, which is so obvious and so true, and you're just stating what actually is the fact on the ground, that's tied into the election in Alabama because of crazy, mythical, evangelical Christians? Uh, This guy has, I mean, he is, first of all, he's despicable. Secondly, he doesn't even make sense. Jeez. And again, why is that okay? You can say anything you want about Christians, apparently, in the media now. You can say whatever. You, you can call their beliefs crazy. You can call them mythical. You can call them racists. It, it just doesn't matter. You, you can say whatever you want about Christianity. Why? I guess because it's the majority and you, can, you don't have to be accepting or tolerant of the majority. That is unbelievable. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Did you see the comments by the uh, Turkish Prime Minister? Um, he had some uh, some thoughts on on Jerusalem being pointed out as the capital now, where where he says uh, the United States has pulled the pin on a bomb ready to blow in the region. Probably a poor choice of words, but yet accurate. Um, but I I don't know. Just more hysteria. It is now, but I expect it from I expect it from the Muslims yeah. in the area. I expect it from the Arabs and the Turks, and the Iranians and the whoever else. But I don't expect it from people in the United States of America who should know better. First of all, Israel is our ally. It would be like I'm sorry, we're not going to accept London as the capital of England. Would we ever do that to an ally? Not in a million years. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say uh, Ireland laid claim to Great Britain's capital, and they say that part of that part of London belongs to them. Would we go along with that? Of course not. It's a it's preposterous. So why in the hell should we go along with East Jerusalem being the Palestinian capital? There is no such thing as Palestine. 
these Palestinians, uh, <laughs> they could they could have they could have a country right now. <laughs> they could have had a country when Israel was made a country in 1948. They partitioned two separate nations. One was Israel, and one was in fact a Palestinian state. They rejected it. They said, no, thank you. We're going to take it all. And they got together with their Arab brethren, and they went to war with Israel in 1948 over it. And they got their heads kicked in (laughs) by the Israelis. And the same thing happened in 1956 and 1973 and 1981 (laughs) and all through the 90s. And again in 2000, Uh, it's, it's happened over and over again. Well, in 1967, when they won the 67 war, Israel, Israel kicked Jordan out of Jerusalem, which was their capital and is their capital and has always been the capital of Israel. And so at that point, uh, the Jordanians could have welcomed the Palestinians. The, the Jordanians have twice as much supposed Palestinian territory as does Israel. Anybody aware of that? Jordan has occupies about twice as much Palestinian territory, supposedly, as Israel does. Israel's just got the West Bank, pretty much. Jordan has all kinds of Palestinian territory. They could have allowed them to have a, a state there. They, they get no there's they get no criticism for keeping Palestine uh, countryless. <laughs> it's just why is it always? On the Israelis, that's I. Uh, it's it's really an amazing situation, and I'm I'm really gratified to see Donald Trump finally take a yes. stand and do something about it. He did the right thing, absolutely. And I am nowhere near the world's biggest Donald Trump fan, but no, I, I'm not either. I am so grateful for this decision. He's done I some good stuff. Praise him for actual leadership on this. Yeah. And did you see what happened about an hour after he made this uh, speech? Which, by the way, um, the color of his tie was not lost on me. That was a great job there with it as well. It was a little Israeli blue. Um, but uh, about an hour afterward, uh, the Czech Republic came out and said, yep, we're, we're recognizing it too. I mean, that's leadership. Wow. Yeah. Nice job. Yes, it is. The Czech Republic's been a, a pretty pretty solid state since they divided with uh, with Slovakia. Yeah, since since the Soviet Union went away. Yeah, Malinak is a Czech last name. I'll have you know. Is it now? Yes, it is. Yeah, it's, it's good to know. I'm proud of that. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. So as far as Al Franken, what happens now? What happens because he resigned? Uh, well, Governor Mark Dayton in Minnesota will appoint a replacement. And that could be just about anybody. All The only requirements are that you have to be a Minnesota resident, you have to be 30, and a U.S. citizen for at least nine years. So outside of those requirements, it, it could be just about anybody. Uh, the 17th Amendment allows the, uh, states to give the governor this authority to fill a vacancy, and uh, Minnesota has done so. And so his six-year term was set to expire in 2021. Um, but whoever the governor appoints won't won't stay in office that long without a special election. They'll have an election, and then it'll come up again uh, in 2021. Special election will be hold, held uh, this coming November. 
and Minnesotans would vote for um, governor and the state's other Senate seat held by Amy Klobuchar, who is another terrible, terrible senator. Minnesota's given us, I think we've talked about this in the past, Mm -hmm. some pretty bad representatives. Sure, yeah. Well, I mean, they could have given us Norm Coleman back in 2008, I think it was. Yeah, when he stole this election. I'm sorry, I cannot (laughs) let that go. I will not let that go. Those ballots were found in the backseat of a poll worker. Was it 2008 when Franken was first elected? Yeah, I think it was. 2008? Has it been that long? Dismal uh, election cycle there with Obama and uh, Franken. Wow. I think Lindsey Graham was reelected about that time, too. Amazing. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so the last time this happened was after, uh, Paul Wellstone died in a plane crash back in 2002. And, and at that point, governor, the governor was Jesse Ventura and he appointed, uh, somebody named Dean Barkley. I don't even remember, remember that guy. No special election was needed because, uh, Wellstone's death happened right before the regular election. And that's when Franken won in 2008. Um, so It'll be interesting to see who is appointed. Maybe it'll be Jesse Ventura. I wouldn't put that past uh, the governor of Minnesota. Weird things seem to happen there and in Florida. (laughs) I mean, if if you want weird things to happen election-wise or elected official-wise, you always look to Minnesota and to Florida, and they never let you down. Those are wise words, (laughs) sir. (laughs) Uh, 888-933-93. And uh, back on the Israeli front, um, Benjamin Netanyahu talked about Trump's recognition yesterday. Here's what he had to say about it. Jerusalem has been the capital of the Jewish people for 3,000 years. It's been the capital of Israel for nearly 70 years. It was here that our temples stood, our kings Mm -hmm. ruled, Mm -hmm. our prophets preached. Jerusalem has been the focus of our hopes, our dreams, our prayers for three millennia. From every corner of the earth, our people yearn to return to Jerusalem, to touch its golden stones, to walk its hallowed streets. So it's rare to be able to speak of new and genuine milestones in the glorious history of this city. Yet today's pronouncement by President Trump is such an occasion. He's exactly right. I mean, all of that is true, and everybody knows it. Everybody knows it's true. Why do we have to pretend that Palestine has some claim on Jerusalem when they don't, when we all know they don't? And and for some reason, uh, there's a huge population of this planet that somehow pretends with the Palestinians that they've got a claim to East Jerusalem. They don't. If you've uh, sealed up your house uh, for the winter... You could have all kinds of nasty things floating around in the air. You could be trapping mold and pet dander and pollen, combustion sources, cleaning products, all of that. And then when you kick on your heater and if the filter hasn't been changed, it just all circulates around your house again. It can make you sick. It can give you, uh, it can make your allergies act up. There's a great solution. It's called filterby.com. It's really easy. Just go to filterby.com. And search for your filter by the size, by the brand name, or the Merv rating. If you have a strange filter size, that's not a problem. They'll literally make one just for you. And then your filter is shipped right to your door within 24 hours. Free shipping. All the filters are made right here in the United States. So you know they're really high quality. And if you set up auto delivery, you save 5%. And then when it's time to change your filters again... 
the filters arrive at your doorstep. Go to filterby.com today. Get the best price on top quality filters that are shipped free really quickly within 24 hours. Filterby.com. Pat Gray Unleashed. On the Blaze Radio Network. By the way, traffic and weather together every four minutes on the threes all day long. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. You could also uh, tweet us at Pat Unleashed. We got this from Skip to Zip. Chris Matthews does realize that the Muslims also believe much of the same crazy mythological nonsense, right? <laughs> I don't think he does. I don't think he does realize that. Uh, we got this from Broken. I can tell Pat hasn't purchased any Bitcoin yet. <laughs> yeah, because it's up to, what, 19,000 almost now? Uh, it was like 18 or 19 yesterday. It started at 11. By the time we left the show, I think it was at 13. It was at 13,100. We're at 16,825 now. Okay, 16,825. At one point, it was around 17 or 18,7. Somebody told me when I first got here. Well, now you can uh, get in because it's gone down. It's gone down. (laughs) I I don't know if it's, I mean, is it based in reality? I don't know. We said yesterday it's not really a thing, is it? It's kind of a thing because I think you could buy a couple of different products online with it. But it's mostly not a thing. Okay, keep telling yourself that. Not a thing. <laughs> it's mostly not a thing. Breaking news. Bitcoin, not, not a, a thing. thing. <laughs> As I keep watching it skyrocket. And do not and a thing. have not a penny of it <laughs> invested in it. Uh-huh. So that uh, tells you what I know. Also, this was from the guy. You remember the guy who was trying to prove that the earth is flat? Yeah. So, so I reached Mike out. Mike Hughes. Yeah, I reached out. I said, you know, hey, can we have you on the program? I never heard back from him or his group. But apparently I ended up on their email spam list because this oh. morning I got uh, an email from them. and uh, says, hi there. Yeah? This is a brief to let you know. Actually, it says not to let you know. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> proofread your press release, man. I know. <laughs> this is a brief, I'm going to say, to let you know. Uh-huh. What is happening so far with the Research Flat Earth rocket launch in Ooh. Amboy, California? Okay, an update. Breaking very excited. News. Very excited. What's happening? We're flat, A right? few days ago, whilst transporting the rocket to the new launch location, it came loose from its moorings and tumbled onto the highway. Oopsies. Oh. The damage is superficial, is being attended to now. Mike Hughes will be making a statement via oh. the above website on Friday, so I can't wait to hear what that's all about. Because he's about to go 500 miles an hour in the desert on this rocket above the desert above the desert Mm -hmm. and prove that the earth is flat he's going to take a photo that proves it or something i I don't know just charge them batteries brother make sure there's room on that sd card before you take off okay that would be frustrating (laughs) i mean yeah if you're gonna risk your life yeah you at least want the photo uh to work so wait now if he's going up there alone and you're going that fast Mm -hmm. how are you gonna be able to reach for the camera you know i mean how do we how many G's are you going to be working up against what you reach? Maybe that's what's going to happen. He's not going to be able to reach for the camera because he's going so fast. Oh, boy. I hope he's thought this through. It'll be interesting. Well, he thinks the earth is flat, so he obviously hasn't thought this through. But go ahead. 888 thirty three ninety three. Let's go to Danny in Florida. 
Hi, you're on the blaze. Hey, Pat. Love your show, man. Thank you. I listened to uh, Al Franken, and if you'll notice, he said, I'm going to be retiring in the next few weeks. He gave it, in other words, it's not immediately. Right. I don't think, I think if if Roy Moore loses, he's going to change his mind. He's going to change his mind and stay on board. Well, nothing would surprise me where Al Franken is concerned. He's already changed his mind about respecting the experience of these women, so why wouldn't he change his mind about retirement? I could see that happening. Although, uh, appreciate the call, Danny. I think that he got together with the Democratic leadership, and I think they said, look, Al, we're going to take care of you, but we need you to go. Okay, We're cleaning out everybody who's been accused so that we can focus on Roy Moore and, and President Trump. And it'd be great if you could mention those two people in your uh, retirement speech, in your resignation speech. And he did. He's taking care of that little aspect. I I mean, the Democrats are so transparent and so pathetic. (laughs) You you can just see all these machinations taking place right before your very eyes. 888-900-3393. Dirk in Colorado. Welcome to The Blaze. Hey, Pat. How's it going today? Good. I uh, was a little dismayed with uh, Franken's speech, but I can see why he resigned, and it has nothing to do with anything but money. Um, I was looking at uh, some information from the Globe and Mail. Now, this is basically based on 2014 uh, statistics, mm-hmm. but once a senator is in for five years, he's guaranteed his pension for life plus Secret Service protection. Right. If they get convicted in the Senate of anything, uh, that will be basically thrown out the window. However, if you resign before you get any uh, criminal or any charges, you get full um, pension. You get full pension plus Secret Service protection. Yeah. For life. Yeah, it's amazing. Not to mention health care. Yes. <laughs> it's a pretty sweet deal. I mean, that's a good gig. Yeah. You don't have really... to do another thing the rest of your life if you don't want to. Yeah, and the basic is, like I said, uh, I read it there, and I think they said for a first-term senator, uh, after five years, uh, starts at 80000 and then the final is like one ninety, dollars $190,000 a year. I, which is more than they actually make while they're in office. Exactly. You know, uh, it's is, unbelievable. It's, it's just crazy. It's unbelievable. Appreciate anyway. the call. Thanks, Dirk. I mean, I... We've made it pretty desirable to uh, retire from the U.S. Senate. And certainly for a dirtbag like Al Franken. <laughs> Wait a second. You know who's made it desirable is the senators themselves. Who, yes, they're the ones well, that make these rules. Of course. So that's the problem. Oh, yeah. By, by we, I mean they. Yeah, what a flaw. That's, no, you don't get to make the rules. There's got to be a separate body for making rules, like as far as salaries and pensions and stuff. Well, you know, they they passed that law that they couldn't increase their pay for themselves. It had to be for the next Congress. But they always know they're going to be in the next Congress because you can't do anything about an incumbent. They don't seem to ever lose elections. So they know they're they're getting the pay raise, too. I mean, it just it's a pretty good scam for them. It honestly is. And when you're making 190000 a year for doing absolutely nothing, and you get protection from the U.S. government included, and the health care, by the way, that you don't pay for, uh, I mean, that's, a, that's a great deal. Even a one-term senator starts at 80000 and works his way up uh, through retirement. 
that's that's unbelievable. How many jobs can you get now and be guaranteed as a high six-figure salary for the rest of your life plus benefits? I mean, there's hard, there's none. You certainly can't with this job. You know, I got to take care of my own retirement. There's no yeah, but man, come on, look. Blaze pension plan. Hang on a second. These same noble senators and congressmen have given you mm-hmm. not the option. They're looking out for you. They're taking care of you through Social Security, Pat. Oh, yeah, I right. Mean, that's going to be there for you. It's going to take care of all your needs. Except it's not going to be there for me by the time I retire. Oh. Yeah. Then I, I got nothing then. Sorry. Yeah, you I tried. really do have nothing. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Grandleys coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-933-93. If you missed it a little over an hour ago, Al Franken said this from the floor of the Senate. Then the conversation turned to me. Over the last few weeks, a number of women have come forward to talk about how they felt my actions mm-hmm. had affected them. Yeah. I was, I was shocked. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was upset. Sure. But in responding to their claims, I also wanted to be respectful Respectful. of that broader conversation. Of the conversation. Because all mm -hmm. women deserve to be heard. All of them. Everyone. And their experiences taken seriously. You bet. Heavy breathing. I think that was the right thing to do. I think so, too. I also think it gave some people the false impression that I was admitting. Oh doing things that, in fact, I hmm. haven't done. Oh, you haven't done anything wrong? Some of the Nothing allegations wrong. against me are simply not true. Some are not true, and the rest... Others I remember very differently. Oh, and the rest are not true either. So so that's interesting. He's an angel, man. Come on. He's not done anything wrong. And he's just... He's a sacrificial lamb. Just throwing himself on the altar of, of the Senate uh, for the betterment of mankind to respect the broader conversation. That's all that's happening here. Guy is, he's not done a thing wrong, despite all the photographic evidence to the contrary. (laughs) Despite the fact that these women uh, have come forward, what is it, eight or nine now? I guess they're all lying. I I remember these things. Some of them are not true. Others I remember very differently. Well, what is that? But another way of just calling them liars. You're just saying that they're, you, you didn't. Ex- respect their experience or the broader conversation you're flat out denying the allegations now so initially he apologized uh the photograph was out where he had his hands on her breasts while she was asleep on the first accuser uh the other cu- accusers w- who have claimed that he grabbed their butts while you know during photo ops Did anybody have any doubt that Al Franken has done that numerous times. 
especially after that interview where he couldn't even deny it. He couldn't so much as deny that he did it. Oh, I can't, I can't. Because the, the reporter from WCCO-TV in Minneapolis asked him, are you saying you didn't grab any women's butts? Well, no, I'm, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm saying I, I can't say for sure. I've taken thousands of photographs. Yeah, so have I, Al. And I can say categorically I've never grabbed a, a woman's butt during a photo op or any other time. A, a woman who wasn't my wife. Okay. You sure? Right, yes. You're positive? I, I'm sure, yes. All right. Yes. Okay. <laughs> then you're saving your pension. I understand what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> my Blaze pension is at stake here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I can categorically say I have never done that. I don't care how many photos you've taken. If you haven't done it, you know you haven't done it. This is ridiculous. If you've taken 7 million photographs with women, if you haven't squeezed their butt, you haven't squeezed their butt during a photo op. And you remember that. And you know. And she said, are you saying you don't know whether you've squeezed a, a woman's butt or not? Uh, I understand <laughs> that. I understand. What do you mean you understand that? Answer the question. <laughs> I know you understand what I'm saying. You do speak English. Okay, so you've confirmed that. Thank you. Have you grabbed a woman's butt or not? So he wants it both ways. He wants to supposedly be this crusader for women that he claims to be. And if you're a crusader for women, you can't call all these women liars. But he has. He just did today. Uh, some of these allegations are not true, so they're lying, right? And the rest of them, I remember them differently. Meaning that they were consensual, and uh, they didn't see it that way, but you do. Interesting. I mean, it's... Uh, this is fascinating. But in, in the coming weeks, he's going to resign. I don't, I don't even know what that means. What do you mean in the coming weeks? So he hasn't resigned, but he's going to sometime in the next few weeks. What a what a weird what a weird situation a, a really weird announcement today, and a really weird way to go about this. Also, some breaking news today: Michael Slager, the white police officer, he's not anymore a police officer, but he was filmed killing an unarmed black man in North Charleston, South Carolina. This is the one who uh, was running from the police officer when the when the cops shot him uh, many times in the back. Killing him. He's been sentenced now to 20 years in prison. Good. So, uh, the judge ruled that he committed second-degree murder and obstruction of justice, acted out of malice and forethought, shooting dead and unarmed, and fleeing Walter Scott. Slager's actions were disproportional to Scott's misconduct. Yeah, what did Scott even do? I don't, I don't even remember what he did, but it was... Uh, it was a traffic uh, thing there. It was. It was a. He pulled him over it was like for a broken brake ca- light. Okay, thank you. A broken brake light. Mm-hmm. Wow. It, and this is a name, and I hate to say it like this, but remember Walter Scott's name, so that when you've got someone saying that all cops do uh, go out and kill unarmed black men, you can actually find common ground on this case and yeah, say, you know oh what, yeah, you're right. There, sure. there was definitely Walter Scott. And you know what happened in that? The guy who shot Walter Scott in the back is in prison right now for two decades. Yeah. Yes, justice was served here. Uh, so that's, 
and that's normally normally the case when there's clear indications of wrongdoing. Uh, the only one I can think of where I'm not sure that's happened is in the case of the uh, that big guy in in New York that was choked or suffocated to death by the cops. Uh, he was selling cigarettes on the sidewalk, and the cops just kind of went nuts all of a sudden on him and pulled him down, yeah. and he couldn't breathe, and he told him he couldn't breathe. Was and that Eric Garner? Eric Garner. Yeah. That was that was bad. Uh, and But I, I don't think they had any consequences from that, and it seems like they should have. Uh, 888-900-3393. Anthony in Maryland, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, I've got two uh, two points I'd like to make, and they both stem out of your last caller. So, um, if I'm not mistaken, I believe that uh, I believe that Senator Al Franken lied to, lied on to the Senate when he s- said that he didn't do any of these things. Mm-hmm. So, could he be convicted? Could he be uh, prosecuted in the Senate and convicted of lying? Because that's you can be convicted of that. Even if you're not under oath, giving statements before Congress, not under oath, Mm -hmm. do constitute a perjury allegation. And due to his comments in his book about the statements he made during the election, you know, refuting or saying he was sorry for the um, the joke that he proposed on uh, on Saturday Night Live about, you know, he compromised his integrity as far as whether or not his apologies or whether or not what he says is true regardless. So could could Congress take it up and say, you know what, we think he just lied to us in his statements of, of in, in front of Congress saying he didn't do these things. Therefore, we're going to we're going to den- you know deny him all of his benefits. Because uh, that's something we need. That's a conversation we need to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, could they? I, I, I'm not sure, but I know they won't. I, they may be able to, but they they'll never they'll never do that. They'll just he's he's going to be allowed to resign. He's going to be allowed to have his pension. He's going to be taken care of the rest of his life, and they won't do anything about it. So whether they could or not, I don't know. But that's I appreciate the call, Anthony. I think it's kind of a moot point because they're not going to. <laughs> they just it would be nice if people would would be held accountable and if they wouldn't be rewarded for uh, things like this, but. Uh, it's that's in a more perfect world than we currently live in. What is going to happen though is is he'll leave office, they'll appoint somebody, then there, there's going to be a uh, uh, special election in November for the next senator from Minnesota, and I, I'm guessing there's going to be a lot more women who come forward. There's a there was one that came forward and wrote an op-ed yesterday. Her name is Tina Dupuy. And she says that when Leanne Tweeden, she was the first accuser of Al Franken, when she came forward, um, she immediately believed her because she's, she'd been through something like this herself with Al Franken. But she says people, uh, people on the left like Al Franken. Democrats need Al Franken. And so when accusers show up on like Sean Hannity's show, uh, they must absolutely be a right winger. And maybe she was put up to this. And they believe it's all fishy. Uh, but this woman says, I believe Tweedens, her, Tweeden, her story rang true to me. I told myself I'd been the only one. I was groped by Al Franken in 2009 at a Media Matters party during the first Obama inauguration. 
she says it was her first inauguration. She'd never been in the in the room where it happens before. But she was really excited to have all of this going on. She'd been a huge follower of politics since she was 14 years old. So she was really excited about this. And so she went to this Media Matters party. She saw Al Franken. She only bugs celebrities for pictures when it'll make her, her foster mom really happy. So since her, her foster mom loves Al Franken, she asked for a picture with him. They posed for the shot. He immediately put his hand on my waist, grabbing a handful of flesh. I froze. Then he squeezed at least twice. Mm. So I don't know if it, if she's saying he squeezed her her waist mm. or did he reach down further and squeeze her butt? I don't know, but I think the larger issue here may be the fact that we're putting children in the care of foster mm. parents who are big fans of Al Franken. That that's might a, be That's issue. a good point. Mm-hmm. You should look into that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, she she goes on to describe how <clears throat> Democrats don't believe this stuff, but she does because she's been through it. And uh, she tells the long story about essentially what a dirtbag Al Franken is. And then today to see him stand up during his resignation speech on the Senate floor and deny all of it. That has to piss you off. 888 uh, you know, everybody likes a really good underdog story. David and Goliath, the story of Rudy from Notre Dame, uh, our sitting president. <clears throat> Conservatives went to the polls in record numbers because they wanted to push and support the underdog. And right now, we need a push to support Patriot Mobile, the only conservative cell phone company in the fight. The big mobile phone phone companies are using their money for promotion of the left and all of their causes, and nobody is stopping them. They pour millions of dollars into Planned Parenthood and uh, gun control and uh, uh, candidates like Al Franken. So that's why Patriot Mobile is doing something special for the Christmas season. If you join Patriot Mobile on any of their talk, text, and data plans during the month of December, you'll get a new iPhone 5S for one penny a month when you commit to supporting them for 24 months, up to two per customer. So... Call them right now. Get those Apple iPhone 5S. Get it uh, for a penny a month after a two-year commitment. Call Patriot Mobile at 1-800-A-PATRIOT. That's 1-800-A-PATRIOT. Or just go to the website, patriotmobile.com. That's patriotmobile.com. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, you can also tweet us at Pat Unleashed. Jackal Beer Guy tweets: Franken isn't saying how he remembers it differently. He could be remembering doing a lot more to those women. Thank you. It's true, he, and and that that is really hacking me off that he's he won't say. Okay, in what way was it different? You keep saying you remember it differently. How? What wh- what are you saying? Are you calling these women liars? No, I'm. I'm. I I, uh, I respect the their experience and the broader conversation. So I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's different. 
Anthony uh, tweets, are you guys going to do a best of 2017 audio clips show? Oh. Yes, actually, we probably should, right? Before we go on Christmas break. Do you want to be pigeonholed to just no, I don't think calendar it, year no, 2017? I don't think so, but we could certainly <laughs> include 2017 in the show. Sure. Uh, John Thompson tweets, uh, Pat, I thought your retirement plan was the stock in Clear Channel you took. Oh, wait. Hmm, how's that feel? Yeah, that leaves a mark. But, but, but you. you got the that's, Bitcoin that's to fall back on, though. Oh, wait. Again. Uh, except for no. <laughs> Sucks. Pretty sad, isn't it? It's sad. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nobody ever said I was a financial planning genius. Mm-mm. Nobody's ever said that because it wouldn't be true. Uh, also, the guy who killed Kate Steinley may still pay a price for doing so. A federal grand jury has indicted the illegal immigrant uh, on immigration weapons charges after he was acquitted in the 2015 shooting death of Kate Steinley in San Francisco. But now this is a new federal charge, carries a maximum of 10 years in prison if he's convicted. He's, he's indicted on one count each of being a felon in possession of a firearm and ammunition and being an illegally present alien in possession of a firearm and ammunition. So those are the, the federal charges they could bring against him, and they did. So we'll see what happens. Maybe the guy will still pay for it. For it. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I hope so. 888 also, on the broader sexual harassment situation that we're experiencing in our country, they're starting to talk now about passing laws that strengthen the sexual harassment laws, um, both locally, statewide, and even maybe even some federal legislation. And I just don't have any confidence that people in government can craft legislation that will make this problem better. I think it'll make it a lot worse. I don't know if I want a bunch of sexual harassment laws being passed because who's going to decide what sexual harassment is? Is it asking a person out in the workplace? Is it just telling a dirty joke uh, among colleagues and somebody overhears it? Can you, could you actually lose your job? Can you, could you be fined or imprisoned for that? Uh, I don't, I don't know. It's kind of dangerous territory. And the other day, John Oliver was in this live forum with Dustin Hoffman. And Dustin Hoffman was accused of, essentially he was accused of saying something sort of uh, racy to, to women on the set. I don't think he even touched them. Do you remember the, the Dustin Hoffman allegations? Because I don't think it involved touching. It was, I know this is going to sound bad. Right? Something about breakfast or eggs or something. What yeah, was, it, what, it, he I was don't in even a, remember. He was in a trailer, and I think somebody on the movie set brought him breakfast, okay. and he said something to her. And she was offended by that. Um, and, you know, didn't say anything at the time. But now 40 years later, in fact, he says one of these things happened on the set of The Graduate. But anyway, here's part of that conversation between John Oliver and Dustin Hoffman. See if you believe that Dustin Hoffman is in the wrong here, or or is it John Oliver who keeps pushing this thing? Yeah, I did anything to that was, you know, out of sorts or embarrassed her, I apologize. And the word if was important. Now it just says he apologizes. Yeah, it's actually mocked. I mean, the, the, 
saying is here, I have the almost respect for women and feel terrible that anything I might have done could have put her in an uncomfortable situation. I'm sorry, it's not reflective of who I am. Today. And they leave that out too. Yeah, I mean, no, but that's the difference. It, well, it's your statement. I mean, because it's, it's that part of it that I'm not, not I, I'm not the moral arbiter of anything. It's just, it, it's not reflective of who I am. It's that kind of response to this stuff that pisses me off. Because. So, so John Oliver is telling him it's that kind of response that pisses me off. That's not reflective of who I am. It pisses him off. Well, who are you? Are you the arbiter of uh, what, what should and should not be said to these people, about these people, in defense of uh, uh, of the accused? I, I don't know. It's, it is reflective of who you were. If it happens and you've given no evidence to show that it didn't happen, then there was a period in time for a while. Then he says... It is reflective of who you are, especially if you haven't given any evidence uh, to prove otherwise. Well, okay, again, it is not the accused who needs to provide the evidence. It's the accuser. The defense, the defendant, doesn't prove their innocence. It's the other way around. This is the danger we're running into here. We're, we're starting to ask all of the accused, well, can you prove you didn't do this? No, but I don't have to. That's not America. When you were creeping around women. So it feels like a cop-out to say, well, this isn't me. Did you understand how that feels like a dismissal? It's difficult to answer that question. You weren't there. You didn't know that. Or you made a judgment. Very quick judgment. We were doing this. And to break it up, Actors, people on crew, all these things. You do things. You say so. Suddenly, one of the things was you come to work on Monday. Did you have sex Friday? You break it up. Everyone was saying it to each other. This is sad. But you know, I don't know if you've ever been in that kind of situation. But it becomes a family in which you know. It's kind of hard to understand what they're saying, but but Dustin Hoffman, I think, is is doing it, you know, trying to defend himself a little bit, and so have many people who know Dustin Hoffman, who have said, "Hey, he's he's really not a bad guy. He may have told some off-color jokes or said some off-color things around people, but are we going to persecute people for doing that now? Are we really going to do that? Should you say off-color things? Well, no, no." Does it happen every single day in virtually every work environment? So if we're going to start charging everybody who's ever done that with a sex crime, there's going to be a lot of people uh, filling up our prisons. We're going to have to start building many, many, many more very large prisons right now. I've heard a lot of people who have jumped in on the defense of Dustin Hoffman and have said, look, it's been... You know, he's had a career of, what, 60 years? And he's got two people who have said, hey, he told off-color jokes around us. Mm. He didn't even grab anybody. He, I think he may have put his hand on somebody's leg uh, during some kind of forum. Wait, did the camera just pick that up? Uh, I didn't touch your leg, though. I wanted, noted I touched your arm. I, I, regardless, <laughs> I mean, what is happening? Is, are we rolling? <laughs> I need a press conference, and I need it stat. 
And I mean, it's it's on it's on video. I mean, the world saw. So yeah, they did that physical contact. The, the did world it not? did see me touch you. Yeah, on and you the just arm. admitted, I admitted it. it. No, he admitted. I touching touched me. Keith Malinak on the arm just now in public. I feel so <laughs> dirty, cheap, and cheap, yeah. and used, and yeah. What am I, a piece of meat for you? <laughs> Stay on your side of the desk, man. I'm going to sue Glenn Beck for this. But but I think Dustin Hoffman, during the course of this discussion, uh, reaches over and touches the woman next to him as he's describing what he did to this woman. Oh, no. He's like, I, I reached over and I said, oh, hey. And I mean, it was barely... It's just that kind of human interaction right. that people do all the time. <laughs> I mean, we can't get so lost in this sexual harassment thing that we lose sight of our own humanity no, right. and say, okay, there's just going to be some interaction between people that we, you know, don't be offended by it. If you're that, if you're that sensitive about it, maybe you shouldn't intermingle in society. Maybe, maybe you need to just lock yourself inside your house and call filterby.com and, and get some new filters so that you're breathing <laughs> clean air. But, uh, but you can't go out in polite society if you're that offended by everything. Yeah. This is where we're headed, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah. We are rapidly entering that atmosphere. It started out in politics that, that the offense was so great. And now it's in, it's in these interpersonal relationships. It's in every interaction with men and women, with men and men sometimes. I mean, if we're going to be this sensitive... Uh, it's it's gonna destroy our society it really is we got to get a grip on this triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three more pack ray unleashed coming up pat gray only on the blaze radio network Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. You know what that music means? It's uh, time for chewing the fat with Jeffy. Hi, hi. Happy hi. Thursday. Would you stop saying that? <laughs> what sad Thursday? Yeah, what do you want him yeah, to say? Uh, I can't uh, like sorry. if it's a special occasion, as as you wish people a happy or a merry this or that. I know, just as a regular as as weekday. All I want to say is hey, happy a happy. A regular weekday, you don't say that. <laughs> Good day to hey, be alive. Hey, happy Thursday. Hey, Shut happy, up. Happy Thursday to Shut you. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's my response to your happy Thursday. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I do want to mention though. Uh, we were talking uh, during the break about the rapidity with which I was accused of harassment by Keith Malinak. <laughs> he didn't wait 40 yeah. years. He didn't even wait 40 seconds. Yeah. He was on it as soon as I touched him. He, he was, he was uh, screaming well, how could that, uh, yeah. assault. How could that be sexual assault yeah. and sexual harassment? I, 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 it's it's if you stopped it mm-hmm. from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Right. 
and oh, I no. didn't do it again. No. Yes, right. you did. Yes, you did. After I put it out, then you showed everyone where you touched me. <laughs> well, yeah, and I, mean, I am logging this case. on Twitter right now at the Blaze Keith. I mean, I'm that's what's going on. In, that's what's going so, on in Pennsylvania, right? It's the, a really good question because uh, th- I think that's a great question, and I've been thinking about it a lot. And you're almost afraid to even bring it up because you don't want to be perceived as a defender of sexual harassers. But if somebody's if somebody says something to you that you don't like and you tell them to stop. It's over, right? It's over. That's not harassment. No. And yeah, it shouldn't come up 30 years from now, right? Nope. Because right. I just hit enter right now. Tweet. Or if you if you actually walk up, let's say you squeeze a girl's butt. Yeah, let's say. I, I, mean, I mean, just for, for the sake of argument. <laughs> just for the sake of argument. And she tells you don't ever do that again and you never do that again. I guess it still was sexual harassment because you should know better than squeezing her butt, right? But if you Not ask until her, she tells you no, if you ask her out and she tells you no, is it harassment if you ask her out again? In today's world, it is. I think it? it is in today's world. Yeah, I mean it, it hasn't been uh, in a long time. It's been uh, you know she's playing hard to get. Uh-huh. Uh, I thought she was playing hard to get. I really like her. I wanted to go out with her. I mean it's all. It is all intent mm. though. Right, I mean, it's kind, and it's hard. It's so hard to prove because uh, let's say I, I come up behind Keith. He wants me to see something on the computer. I come up behind Keith and I put my hand on his back to and, watch and what's just on the computer. And start blowing in his ear. And I and I and I put uh, my wait, hand were, on his were back. Were you there for this? No, he doesn't say anything. <laughs> he doesn't say anything. Right? right. So two days from now, he says, "Hey, Jeffy, come here. I want you to look at this." Okay. I come up behind you and I think, "Oh, two days ago, he was okay with me touching his back." So I touch his back this time. Only I slide it down a little bit farther. <laughs> and I go back a little bit. I'm thinking now. It's so weird. Okay, so. Let me tell you why, hold on. Let me tell you why this scenario won't happen. It's because I know Jeffrey's not worth anything. It's not like I'm waiting to the right okay, moment but, to sue him for this. Okay, so then uh, when does it become harassment? To Keith, it already is, right? To me, if it's he like he hasn't said anything. Doesn't he, yeah, so does, I'm doesn't continuing to, to move on. I think he needs to say something. Right now, at the point it, but, where he's offended by it. Right. See, and then Offended. if I continue, it's uh-huh. a, it's harassment it's, or yes. assault, right? Yes. But in today's world, and it's been this way for quite some time, although it's really come to fruition now, is that if Keith feels that that's harassment, instead of telling me, hey, stop putting your hand on my back. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want you to see this stuff on my computer, but. Don't touch me. Don't touch me while you're doing it. And I say, okay. But instead of doing that, he goes to HR. Mm-hmm. He goes to the human resources department and makes a filing complaint. I'm still guilty. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. even know it. Mm-hmm. Or bottles it up for three decades and then says, you know, know what? I think now's a good time to bring that up. I mean, that guy, yeah. the councilman in Pennsylvania, in fact, we have the video of the, the, the guy in Pennsylvania that told the other councilman to stop touching him, hmm. and he's getting fire for it. We have, re- we ha- well, we okay. have the video of, of the that. council meeting. Yeah, I want to see, see that. It's spiral. because There he- is a better way to do this, guys. We don't have to... Proceed on this one. I, I hear you. I understand there's some hard feelings with Penn. Representative Bradford, yes. just look, I'm a heterosexual. I have a wife. I love my wife. Oh, I don't on. like men as you might, but don't what? stop touching me. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, keep your hands to yourself. I mean, he's getting Like, if you want to touch somebody, you have people on your side of the aisle that might like it. I don't. And look, he's not joking at all. Okay. He's, he's not. Chairman, he's chairman. A real kind of <laughs> and he was doing. Now, okay. did, was he We're touching? He was touching his arm. Yeah. Like so let me throw out a. My intent was just to, to beg for your permission for about thirty seconds. Then beg, uh, don't uh, touch. Uh, <laughs> See, he's still being a real. I, I don't know where we go from here, really.
I that okay. Does ridiculous. he know for a fact that the guy who touched him is homosexual? Well, he says he does, but the guy is not. He's a family man. Okay. What is uh, what? That was there? weird. That was weird. And it was exactly like you said. It was just a yeah. human yeah. interaction. Just right. Like, right. Come on. People do that all the time. Did you say, what, what did you say happened to the guy who was doing the little touching there? Oh, they were just, well, he's nothing. He was okay. just saying, okay. I mean, they're, they're asking. They're the guy mad got, at the other guy. Yeah. Okay. And they good. should be. Yeah. He's good. in the wrong there. Good, good. Yeah, I, I mean, think. he's like. That's ridiculous. Instead, I mean, Stop of, it. Even, even, even if you don't want the guy touched you, right? Let's say you say, you say, no, I don't care what you talk about. Just stop touching me. Uh, yeah, you, know, you didn't have to get carried away no, with it. You like, not, I don't know right. if you like men, but yeah. I don't. Right. That's Come ridiculous. On, right. Sixth grade. You're accusing Stop. him of being a homosexual because he touched your arm a couple times? <laughs> Stop it. Come on. <laughs> That's insanity. I don't know why he's a No, I, in that case, he is in the wrong. Yes. But, you know, I, I, I was, I've been most curious in this whole affair over the last few months about the Matt Lauer uh, situation yeah. where the woman was called to his office, and they were going to talk about a story. And he locked, story. he locked his door, Take your blouse off. and he told her to, to unbutton her blouse, and she did. And then he, he pulled down her dress or her pants, whatever she was wearing, and bent her over the chair. I mean, and she never said anything. They didn't say anything about it before, during, or after. They just did it. And right. now, so I don't, to me, that's consensual sex. Uh, yeah. And so, to about every other heterosexual you, you don't come back on somebody twenty years later and say, "Hey, I didn't want you to do that." Well, then why didn't you say something? I would have well, stopped. Then. I would have stopped. So hey, I, I, I think there needs to be some lines drawn there too. If you're going to start drawing lines on sexual harassment, let's draw some lines as to what's Agreed. not. I mean, I, I can't tell if, you how many you times people come. If you don't want it to happen, tell them you don't want it to happen. People come into my office and say, "Hey, unbutton your shirt." I'm like, "Not right now." Wait, I'm no. sorry? I know. No. Usually you'll do it later, at least. No. I mean, you might be in the middle but I mean, of something. But you have to wait. be able to say no. You have to be able to say no. <laughs> have you gone to HR? Not right now, no. You haven't logged this? No. Why, why haven't you gone? Nah, I don't know. Why I'm, I'm embarrassed. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go upstairs, but I'll talk about I'm it not for climbing, a I'm not climbing the stairs. That's the thing. <laughs> I don't if go there upstairs. was an escalator or an elevator, yeah, he, I might, I might go make the trip, but I'm not <laughs> walking HR up the stairs. If HR were on the first floor, then Jeffy would be logging completely. The only thing that's day. saving people is the fact that Jeffy refuses to walk upstairs. <laughs> Thank you. So you know, that's why it hasn't stopped. That's so great. <laughs> Good news from the Pope. God, I love the Pope. Oh, yeah. um, this particular Pope is my, I mm, got to tell you. Yeah. He, mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, mm. uh, Pope Francis has called for the Lord's Prayer to be changed. What? Arguing that the translation used by many parts of the world it, it goes against the teaching of the Bible. All right, relax, Francis. Sorry, I had to say that. He argued uh, the Italian and indeed the English translation go against the teachings of the church. Uh, in the much recited prayer, uh, followers of the faith call on God to lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. That's, uh, that's not right. Uh, it's not a good translation. I'm not a good translation because it speaks of a God who induces temptation. Uh, Christians in France have adapted the prayer, and it's good that Christians in France have done this, mm-hmm. most importantly in France. Mm-hmm. Uh, the French have modified the prayer to do not let me fall into temptation because it is me who falls, not the Lord who tempts me to then see how I fall. I agree with that, though. That's kind of... I agree with that. It's kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I do too now that I read it. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> the Lord's not leading you to temptation. That's the other guy. The other, the, like the adversary leads you to temptation, not the Lord. Okay. Right? Well, the Lord likes to make your choices. Yes. Yes, he does. 
Yes, we have free will. And he talked about, uh, the pontiff talked about falling asleep uh, while he's doing the prayers. Well, that's always good. He talked about falling asleep? Yeah, listen. It's, In what way? It's nothing, uh, listen, uh, when I pray, sometimes I fall asleep. <laughs> really? Hey, right, that's look. right. He did say that. Well, what is he, like 80 or something? Yeah, yeah. You know, I was falling asleep during the prayer. That's yeah, all. No, okay. No big deal. It's all gone right. on forever. All right. No big deal. I mean, this, this is a good guy, and he, <clears throat> he blasted Trump uh, for the I know. Jerusalem. Israel that deal. really bothers me. I know. Because really, that was the right thing to do. I think and so, too. And that bothers me. So, but I mean, you know, he's a huge advocate of climate change. He's all over that stuff. <laughs> he's all over social justice nonsense. I, you know, I think the guy, it, he kind of clings to his socialist roots, I think. The socialist roots of the country from which he hails. Boy, no kidding about that. And so, uh, it's he's a tough one for me. I wonder, mm. But could... I'm not Catholic, so it doesn't really matter. Right? Well, I mean, it's still... That's a, it's still a Catholic issue. Yeah, he's the Pope. He's still the Pope. He's the pontiff. He's the right. Yeah. Leader of... Of the Catholic Church. You know, the of the religious, Catholic Church. Religiosity people all over the world. No, well, Catholics, yes. Uh, other, all. <clears throat> all. No, he's yeah, not my I mean, religious leader. whole thing there is... And, I mean, your people are... <laughs> Demons, so dancing in the forest, all half naked. Yeah. Why is that demons? I'm confused. Take all it right. to HR. What else? Mean, oh wait, you won't. It's upstairs. What I else? Yeah, oh, there's a, there's a lot of good stuff. We, we have to take a look. I mean, I want to talk a little bit about the California wildfires. We have a friend, a fan uh, who listens to the Blaze Network, sent me a bunch of pictures last night. Uh, Sarah's made them into uh, a brief video. You can see some of the pictures of the fire. I mean, so bad. It's uh, it's reaching. The winds are predicted category one hurricane strength in the mountain <sighs> areas. Um, Hundred and ten thousand people from their homes. You should really uh, pray for rain in California. No kidding, man. It, really pray for uh, rain. The Thomas fire alone is twenty five hundred uh, uh, firefighters. Where they're asking, you know, more firefighters are coming in from uh, other states to help them out. And the Thomas fire. Already 96,000 acres. It's only like 5% contained. They can't contain them. Mm. Well, not with those winds. Right. I mean, we see, uh, quoting the one uh, fire department uh, official, recipe for explosive fire growth. I mean, it's possible we haven't seen anything yet. Yeah, I I, I know someone out there who is in a be-ready-to-evacuate zone, and they're like, We've never looked at the forecast and paid so much attention to the winds as we are now. Some of the pictures are unbelievable. I know, Michael Grasso, thank you so much for sending those pictures to me last night. If you're driving around in Southern California today, send me some more. I'll I'll put them up. But they talked about the score of of the fire situation, and they said 48 is considered high danger. Uh, And I don't know what they use to, you know, get to their scores, but 162 is extreme. Today's score, 296. Mm. I mean, so it's mm. it's as frightening, and you're right. They could use rain and a whole lot of prayers. And do what, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if you are instructed to get out, get out. Is this a man there's, calling his dog, by the way, on this video? No, there's, we're, there's, a video, there's a video I want to show you of a guy that they took. Uh, he stopped in the middle of the expressway, and uh, they wondered what the heck he was doing. Yeah. He's out there rescuing a rabbit. Oh, really? Now, they show him rescue the rabbit. He yeah. finally did get it. Oh, yeah. Uh, he finally does get the rabbit. Yeah. And I'm watching this video thinking, okay, A, 
Um, in my world, that rabbit's gone. Yeah. I'm with you, man. The, rabbit, I love you, bud. Good luck. God bless. Did he stop? Uh, for sure. And, uh, for second, sure. yeah, he stopped. And third, I'm thinking, well, did he do that because he wanted to eat the rabbit? I mean, uh, I'm okay with rabbit okay. stew. Right. I get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, did he want to do harm to the rabbit? Because he didn't want to do any interviews. Uh, they hunted him down and tried to talk to him about it. And he was like, no, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. So it's just kind of a weird thing. It's, it's very weird. I mean, good for him. I, he was yelling at the rabbit and jumping up and down like, no, no, don't go that <laughs> way. That's what I thought. Is his dog surrounded Dude, by these It's a rabbit. <laughs> it's a rabbit. <laughs> You're a human being. Don't put yourself at risk uh, for, for a, a rabbit. rabbit. Can I just say, <laughs> I, I, I do a lot of dumb things, but one of the dumbest things no, I what? did, in fact, it was driving. I just touched you, by the way, Pat. For the third time, I want to I want to make mention. Third, three times. Yeah. I don't think the cameras caught me once. I mean, I don't know if you're uh, some kind of homosexual uh, freak <laughs> yeah, boy. But or I'm that, a family but... man with six children. Leave me alone. <laughs> where do I go from here? No, so, so I'm moving. I'm moving to Houston, where I was working with you, Pat, and um, I, res- I specifically remember remember on i-10 in louisiana use the a- work the word work loosely but yes go ahead okay very well <laughs> not better just saying huh so check this out there's a turtle in the middle of i-10 and i i, I didn't swerve i didn't try to i just mm-hmm. tried to go around it but i turned the wheel so so uh, quickly that i literally this little ford taurus or the hell escort that i had at the time i was on two wheels man i was dukes of hazarding it there for a second and I thought, never again, man. Just keep driving straight. Don't try to save a little animal because you're going to kill yourself. And this guy here, boy, whoo, that was uh, Okay, this guy stopped his car and went off to the side of the road mm-hmm. to rescue a rabbit. Now you're talking about just manslaughter, turtle slaughter. <laughs> yeah, that's... He was talking slaughter. about deliberately driving over animals? No. I mean, damn, wow. when no. did you join PETA? Uh. When did you join PETA there, Jeffy? <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll uh, finish this oh, up in a second. It. First, uh, I got to tell you about Go Mesh, powering the first 100% off-grid mobile... Long-range, consumer-ready mesh network. What does that mean to you? It means that if cell towers go down or are jammed, or if there's no routers or satellites around, you can still send texts and GPS locations with this. How do you do that? You pair the device with your phone using the Gotenna app. and then, Or you could even leave it unpaired and put these in strategic locations. You could still relay communications from one device to another. You don't have to build your own tower? You don't. You do not, which is kind of a relief. (laughs) I wouldn't know where to start on that. Uh, And right now, when you go to Gotenna.com, that's G-O-T-E-N-N-A.com, and use the promo code PAT15, PAT1T. I don't don't waste T's like some people. You know, you got Glenn with, what, 83 N's at the end of it? You only need one. It's embarrassing. He uses two. (laughs) He wastes them. It's just PAT with one T. PAT15, get 15% off your order of two, four, or eight packs. So then you can create a pop-up mesh network anytime, anywhere. Don't wait until you need it because by then it's too late. Do it right now. Visit GoTenna.com today and save 15% when you use the promo code PAT15. That's GoTenna.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, Jeffy has promised us that there's more good fat to chew on. So uh, always finishing up. Always. That. How far would you go for a parking spot? 
Now, what would you do for a parking spot? Now, you know, to park, like, uh, the people that have, let's say, handicap placards. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you're frustrated because you're like, man, Mm -hmm. how do I get a handicap? Well, you become Mm -hmm. handicapped. That's how you get it. (laughs) Yes. But some or you people, have some kind of issue that they determine is worthy of the sticker. Yes, and sometimes it seems... Sometimes people can walk pre- yes. seemingly fine, but there's an issue there. Yes. And you don't know what it is. Yes. So and, you shouldn't and, be judgmental. And, no, you should not. And, and it's very it's difficult sometimes when it's you're really in a hurry and there's 80,000, uh, what appears to spot. be 80,000 handicapped yeah. spots. Yeah. And, you know, there's one slot for you in the back of the parking lot. But uh, this lady, uh, Darlene Bradley, a mayor of Davenport, Florida, mayor, mayor. Now you think the mayor would be able to, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, get your own parking spot? You're you would the think mayor so. of the city. Uh, she parked in the handicapped parking spot at the city hall all the time. Uh, the city manager noticed it, but ah, she's got the placard, so I guess she's handicapped. She's fine. <laughs> uh, someone decided, you know. I don't think that the mayor is handicapped. Why is she parking there? (laughs) So they contacted the Polk County Sheriff's Office. That's my man, Grady Judd, who takes uh, no business. (laughs) He's a serious man. I love him. Uh, They observed her exiting in a vehicle, carrying a suitcase into City Hall without any assistance. Again. Right. uh, You know, it's still okay. You don't know what the deal is, but but they looked into this because they were concerned. But more importantly, uh, they Mm -hmm. were able to zoom in on the placard to reveal that it belonged to a woman who had died in 2012. And she was just using it. That's amazing. And then on top of that, uh, the real permit uh, expi- actually expired in 2013. So uh, when it said 2018 on it, uh, that was a forgery uh, from the mayor. Oh, my gosh. And then they searched her home. Oh, uh, yeah, they found another placard from a de- another dead person. <laughs> what in the world? That's so just she's, bizarre. They arrested her and charged with identity. Now, this is what she's charged with. They arrested her? She's arrested. For parking in the wrong place. Essentially. Well, right. Identity theft. All right. Counterfeiting. Uh huh. Illegal parking in a handicapped spot. (laughs) Wow. That's a. Wow. That's that's big for changing a handicapped placard. Yeah, it is. That seems a little excessive. It does. It does seem a little excessive. Has she been drummed out of office? Is she not a mayor anymore? No, she's not. She's still the mayor. But if she, I think if she's found guilty, she has to step down. Wow. If she's found guilty of the crime she has to. Wow. I know. Like we should follow that story because that's that's amazing. I, it certainly is. I mean, it seems, it does, you think, ah, all right. Mm-hmm. You pay your $300 fine and right. slap on the wrist right. and you go before the judge and say, yes, I'm sorry. But that goes way beyond that. Oof. Way beyond. No kidding. Way beyond. But I will say, people take that handicapped parking space yes, seriously. they do. And if you ever violate that when you shouldn't, you will hear about it. You'll hear. I mean, people get crazy over it. And, you know, maybe they should. It's, you, you I don't guess. want that. But there, like you said, almost every spot for rows and rows. It certainly appears. Is handicapped. Yes. And, like, every handicapped person in town is going to show up at this store right now. And they've been, and if, if you, I don't know if you, you know, I, I, I would have to look at the numbers, and I'm sure Stu would say, that numbers don't represent that. That's not what they say. Mm-hmm. But it appears that they have given out uh, an excess amount of handicapped placards over the past number of years. Yeah. Yeah. You know, where people that perhaps wouldn't be handicapped 10 years ago are handicapped today. In fact, I bet I could get one with my ruptured discs in my back. I bet I could get one. Absolutely. I I, I wouldn't, but I'll bet I could. I mean, I, we have one for my mother-in-law <laughs> that I never use on my own because that's illegal. 
only when, she, only, she, only when she's with me. Right, yes. Okay. Because, you know, she's got to be. How often is she with person. you? Would you every say? Every day. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Does she, she come to work pretty, here? Pretty much everywhere you go. Everywhere. She's, I've seen her. I can't park. get rid of her. This is the problem. <laughs> now that makes sense. I've just never met her here. <laughs> Even if you don't see her, she's no, there she's somewhere. There. No, she's there. Okay. Hey, uh, the mystery flavor from Oreo was released. Remember when we were trying the mystery flavors and we said it was some kind of mm-hmm. fruity cereal? That's exactly what it was. Of course. Uh, fruity Pebbles. And so the $50,000 winner uh, will be announced December 11th. Okay. But uh, we guessed it, though. I mean, we, yeah, were, we did. We, we guessed it. We knew it was. Yeah. All right. We guessed it. We um, did that on a Facebook Live a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. 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 Um, congratulations to the NFL commissioner, Roger Goodell. Uh, oh, my gosh. You got that $40 million deal. Signed a new deal. Uh, you know, it's just, look, look, it's a uh, it's $200 million Five-year contract. contract. Uh, $40 million. But it's not, you know, look, it's not $40 million. It's with bonuses and everything. He might not make that. He might only get $30 uh, million of that. They, might approve, they have to approve all the bonuses and all the incentives have to be met. So, look. We should get a GoFundMe page for him in case he, <laughs> in case he doesn't hit the full 40 Because the new deal only runs through 2023. So, he's <sighs> good for him. So, Jerry Jones lost big time oh. in that battle. He lost big time yeah, there. Yeah, because remember, even just a couple of days ago, mm-hmm. um, he was saying that it wasn't going to be done, Yeah, right? And yeah. then they did it. I mean, they that's because anyway. he and uh, your boy, Keith Malinak, Arthur Blank, uh-huh. uh, went toe-to-toe, so Blank was trying to show that his was bigger uh, and got the deal done. And he won. Yeah, he mm-hmm. sure did. Mm-hmm. And I love the comment from uh, Joe Thomas. Uh, offensive lineman for the NFL. Uh, his tweet to Tom Brady makes $20.5 million per year. At NFL Commission makes $40 million per year. So does that mean that Roger Goodell is twice as valuable to the NFL and twice as hard to replace? It's a great question. Uh, of course, the answer to all of that uh, is, is no. no. Wait, what team does he play for again? <laughs> Unequivocally. He's injured, right? Yeah, no. For the, Joe for Thomas the, injured for the, for the season, yeah. Okay, well, go get a win, Cleveland. He's Joe Thomas. Mm-hmm, okay. They play the Packers this weekend. Are you excited about the Browns-Packers? Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Don't forget traffic and weather together every four minutes on the threes. How does the math work on that, by the way? Uh, don't think about it too much. Okay. Yeah, just don't don't even worry about it. Yes, sir. Uh, it's beyond you. Do you have to carry and the your one? mental capacity? Oh, yes, everything's beyond do. me. You and do. My and you have to. You also have to use Common Core math. So now tomorrow it changes to every three minutes on the fours. Oh. So we're it. Uh, it's going to be a little more frequent beginning tomorrow. Uh, 888-900-3393. Pat Gray unleashed. So, uh, Al Franken resigned today. Well, he didn't resign. He mentioned that he's going to resign in the coming weeks. Uh, is it really strange, well, awful, uh, despicable mm-hmm. speech that he gave from the Senate floor today? Because while he keeps saying... Uh, I want to respect the experience and the broader conversation of these women. What he keeps doing is calling them liars because he said uh, a lot of these allegations are not true. And the others, uh, I remember them very differently. So what are you saying there? 
none of them are true, right? <clears throat> He's withdrawn his initial, yeah, I'm sorry for the things, and I understand, yeah, I get it, okay, I, I went too far. He's not even saying that now. Now he is flat out denying. And I think that's part of this plan from the Democrats because they're throwing Franken and Conyers to the wolves, tossing them right under the bus. And then after they're run over, they're, they're going to be eaten by the wolves. Uh, but then the Democrats focus all of their energy on Roy Moore and President Trump. They will say, we cleaned house. Now it's time for you to do the same. And if you don't, you're obviously not these uh, moralistic, value-oriented people that you claim to be. You're liars. And they'll use that all of 2018. Mm -hmm. They'll use it in the election cycle of 2020. And frankly, at this point, I don't know how Republicans get out of it. Because Republicans threw all of that away. They didn't care about any of them. When, when Donald Trump was elected, frankly, because he admitted to issues, he talked about it, he's bragged about it. Eh, you know, as irritating as it is to hear them say that Donald Trump bragged about it, the fact is he did on numerous occasions. He did it with Billy Bush on that Access Hollywood thing. He did it on Howard Stern. He's done it in his books. So you can't get around that. You, you can't get around that. And it used to be that conservatives would say that, you know, character matters. But that certainly went out the window in, in 2016 with the presidential election, right? It, it, it did. We just disregarded it. Evangelicals even disregarded it. As far as Roy Moore in Alabama, he denies everything. So, uh, I don't know. Nobody has any proof. These women have these cards or things that he wrote to them either in a yearbook or just a card, a birthday card, I think it was. But he didn't admit to anything, any wrongdoing in either of those things. And the yearbook signature is pretty suspect. It's not even his. So the coming days and weeks are going to be interesting on this harassment front. And they're talking about legislation now, which could really be bad, really bad. I don't have any confidence that the legislators can craft a bill. They can't even do a decent tax bill. They're going to craft sexual harassment legislation? I don't, I don't think so. Um, 888-933-93. But what Al Franken did in the speech today was he definitely targeted Trump and more. And I think that's... You know, that's another indication of, in fact, let's play that part again. Here is uh, Al Franken sort of backtracking on every allegation and throwing Moore and Trump in, under the bus. Do you still have that? Then the conversation yes. turned to me. Over the last few weeks, a number of women have come forward to talk about how they felt my actions that affected them. Right. I was, I was shocked. I was, I was shocked. I was upset. Mm -hmm. But uh, in responding to their claims, I also wanted to be respectful of that broader conversation. Of that broader conversation. Because mm -hmm. all women deserve to be heard and their experiences taken seriously. <laughs> Except by you, because you're I about to. I think that was the right thing not. to do. Okay. I also think... 
It gave some people the false impression that I was admitting to doing things that, in fact, I haven't done. Wow. So he hasn't done it. Some of the allegations against me are simply not true. Uh-huh. Others I remember very differently. Interesting. I mean, that's just... That's despicable. Maybe the allegation despicable. that he's a good senator. Maybe that's what he's talking about. Simply not true. <laughs> wow. He just, I mean, he just flat out denied everything. There, sure did. Didn't he? Mm-hmm. Uh, things I simply did not do. Some of the allegations aren't true. Others I remember differently. Meaning, to me, they were consensual. To me, she's lying. To me, she misunderstood the situation. Whatever it is. He just, he just accused those women of lying. He'll, he'll get away with it now. And then there's a part. Do we have this section where he talks about, uh, I have that here. So maybe we'll just uh, play the audio of Franken talking about how ironic it is that Donald Trump is still in office and Roy Moore may be. Today I am announcing mm-hmm. that in the coming weeks, I will be resigning as a member of the United States Senate. Okay. I, of all people, am aware that there is some irony. (laughs) Okay. In in the fact that I I... am leaving while a man who has bragged on tape about his history of sexual assault sits Mm -hmm. in the Oval Office and a man who has repeatedly preyed on young girls' campaigns for the Senate with the, with the full support of his party. Wow. Well, I mean, if that doesn't show you exactly where they're headed. Telegraph. And exactly what this is all about, nothing does. Nothing does. This was pre-planned with the Democrat leadership in the Senate. And they've hatched this grand plan to now turn all their attention to President Trump and uh, to Roy Moore, now that they've cleaned house, now you Republicans do the same or lose in 2018. That's going to be the battle cry from now on. 888-933-93. Andrew in Oregon, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi, Pat. How you doing? Doing good. Excellent. Uh, yeah, I think that you're um, exactly right uh, with uh, the way that they're setting this whole thing up to uh, bash Roy Moore and uh, President Trump. Uh and I think that they are going to go through and try to push through some legislation against uh, sexual uh, harassment. Yep. But I think it's going to be more than that based on what really is sexual harassment. It's making someone feel uncomfortable or, or uh, offending someone. So I think the crux of this legislation yeah. that they're going to push through using those same arguments is going to be, what did you say to offend someone? And that's just going to get turned around and used against our First Amendment rights, against pushing uh, pro, uh, pro-life stances, pro-gun stances, pro-religion uh, stances, mm-hmm. pro-Israel stances. All these things, it's going to fall under those same categories of are you offending someone? Are you making someone feel uncomfortable? And it's just going to turn into a, a tool that they're going to use to just bash the entire Republican Party and all conservatives. You're exactly right. And that's I'm, I'm really concerned about that. Uh, I appreciate the call, Andrew. That's, it's a great point. I'm the offense uh, and the uncomfortable feelings <laughs> that are elicited. I bet you're right. You're there, those are going to be addressed as well. 
And pretty soon, you're not going to be able to say anything to anybody about anything or anybody. And that's that's something that we should all be concerned about. Uh, and keep a close eye on these people. Because, man, this could get bad. Got some tweets here from at Pat Unleashed. Uh, let's see. DM? Is it DM, right? Yeah, um, DM and DM. Yeah. DM and DM. The uh, If a Jeffy was abandoned, <laughs> so this is obviously referring oh, to the rabbit yeah, well, in the fire that was somebody stopped and helped. If a Jeffy was abandoned in the middle of the road, would you swerve, hit it, and hope for the best? Oh, it's a pull. Okay, yes. Yes. It's a pull. Uh, for me, I'm going to swerve because... Think of the damage running over Jeffy would do to your car. Yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't think that <laughs> one just, through. He'd tear up the whole undercarriage. He'd, he'd, I, I don't know if your car, your car would look like an accordion after hitting him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to make sure that... Uh, so we're going to swerve on that one. Yeah, I think you're going to retweet that. Okay. People want to vote. All right. <laughs> uh, Reagan Lincoln 08. Yeah, I wish. That would, what a nice team that would be. Uh, Franken is waiting to resign to, until after the Christmas party. <laughs> uh, where I can actually grab handfuls of buttockses. Because uh, my hand, sometimes I can't control it. Mm, I don't uh, know. That's why I can't say if it's ever squeezed butts. Because I, I don't know what my my left hand and my brain doesn't know what my right hand is doing. No, wait, is Joe Biden a former senator? Is he still uh, invited to the Senate Christmas party? Because <laughs> he might have some competition for butt grabbing. Oh, man. Mm. How has he escaped attention on this? <laughs> we talked about that before. He's got, the, you know, you got the motorcycle mama picture where he's got her on his lap. You got all these creepy photos of him with 16-year-old girls and things. I mean, it's it's bizarre. It defies logic. Just two muck and fetch rights. Uh, oh, about your, this is a concerning. Oh, yeah, when you were groping me earlier on the, on the air. Groping where I mm-hmm. touched your arm. Yeah, camera caught it. Call it what you can define it however you want to. Sure. I'm the victim. Sure, you're saying that I assaulted you, mm-hmm. but do I remember it differently? <laughs> yes, I do. Remember it quite. <laughs> I remember that quite differently. Now, I want to respect Keith's experience and Aww. the broader conversation of touching another man on the yeah. arm. That's sweet. Uh, but I remember it very differently. And you're going to what? Resign in the coming weeks? Well, we'll have to wait and see about the the fallout from all of that. I can find nothing to confirm this, but I looked to see when he was originally seated, and that was the Congress that uh, took the oath on January 3rd, 2009. Yeah. So I'm guessing there must be some sort of nine-year trigger on his pension. I don't know. So I'm guessing any time after reason. January 3rd, 2018 mm-hmm. is when he'll seated. I think you're right. I think there's some reason for it, and it, it probably has to do with money. Uh, 888-933-93. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. You are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-933-93. Al Franken, if you missed it, announced that in the coming weeks, he will be resigning. He also did something pretty fascinating, and that's 
almost literally deny every allegation against him. Uh, and he did it in his sort of backhanded kind of way while respecting women. See, people wonder why would he do this and why would he say the things he said in the beginning? Because he's trying to portray himself as a defender of women's rights. And that's what he said today. His, his work in the Senate he's proud of for defending women. Bull crap. None of these Democrats are worried about defending women. They don't. They couldn't care less. What they're worried about is their own power, and they think if they can convince these women that they're the ones who are on their side and fighting this horrible war against Republicans and their war on women, uh, then they deserve to be in office longer. And that's kind of what Trump. Uh, that's kind of what uh, Franken is doing here. It's twofold. So he's he's honoring or respecting their experience. Such nonsense <laughs> speak. While at the same time claiming total innocence from any of this stuff. Because now he can join the Democratic cry against Roy Moore, who is supposedly a child molester, and Donald Trump. That's uh, going to be a tough battle, though. And I mean, they've... Because of the things that that President Trump has said in the in the past and occasionally done in the past, there you know it's going to be tough to defend. So uh, we can talk about that at triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, this is fascinating. The FBI's most recent annual report of hate crime stats confirms that the much hyped backlash against Muslims is a myth. That's all we hear about. Every time there's some sort of extremist, jihadist terror strike is, oh, now, don't start a backlash. Be, be kind to Muslims. Every, every time. It's turned around on us. So the most recent uh, FBI report, though, does reveal a 20% increase in hate crimes against Muslims from 2015 to 2016. But here's what the deal is on that. In 2015, the FBI changed its method of classification. Before then, ethnicity or nationality spurred hate crimes were designated as Hispanic or non-Hispanic. The FBI subsequently revised that classification, breaking down hate crimes into a bunch of possible categories. So most of the data is misleading, uh, making the incidents where Arabs or Muslims are targeted appear to be more numerous, numerous than in previous years. Second, the widely cited 20% increase in anti-Muslim hate crimes engenders a false assumption about the actual figures. The total of reported bias of any kind in 2016, so bias of any kind, was 6,121. Of those, 361. In a country of 325 million people, there were 361 supposed incidents of bias against Muslims. 361? That's miraculous. Although even, you know, I mean, even one incident is too much, but people are people and they're not perfect and these things are going to happen. Especially where you have 325 million people and some of them, some of them are admittedly dirtbags. But there's no way you can make that a wave of hatred sweeping over innocent Muslim people. Third, the FBI hate crimes hate crime stats from the past 15 or 16 years actually refutes the working assumption 
that after 9-11, America underwent a backlash against Islam. It certainly has not. In the year 2000, the FBI reported 28 instances of anti-Islamic crimes. In 2001, it rose to 554, but then it went right back down to 171 in 2002. So, I, I, I'm, 100 and, I mean, you're talking a couple hundred incidents where people thought that others were biased against them because they're, they're Muslim. In a country that is supposedly at war against Muslim countries, pretty amazing. Triple eight. Nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Uh, Debbie in Missouri, you're on the blaze. Hi, Debbie. Yes. Go ahead. Uh, yes, I have tried to put some tweets out in different uh, shows, Fox News, and things like that. Outnumbered, mm-hmm. and uh, I am so sick and tired of feminists or others thinking that all of us women need protection. Uh, there's got to be some personal responsibility there. I don't need an HR department to once a year check the box that everybody got the speech. We all know it when we see it. Uh, yep. Do you hear a dirty joke at the water fountain? Walk away. Uh, express that you don't like to be hearing that. And people respond to that. I've been on the very lowest rung to high positions in oil companies. And we don't need the government to be an HR department. I don't need anybody to protect me. Uh, I can take care of these things myself, and I'm not a big person or a a mean person. Granted, I'm in a flyover state, but I am tired of them talking about, I don't care about any of those people, basically, unless these things Mm -hmm. are forceful. Go to your HR department or take care of it yourself, which I've always been able to do. And uh, take some responsibility about it. I mean, if, if all we have to do is offend somebody, my Christianity is going to offend somebody. No doubt about it. Well put. Uh, thank you, Debbie. Appreciate that. Yeah. And, you know, we've heard both sides of that argument uh, from women that have, that have called the show. Some of them say they understand the fact that you don't report it or you're, you're too scared or you don't want to lose your job. And the other side that... Women need to be strong and just take a stand. Tell them whoever the assaulter is or the harasser is, that's unacceptable. You're not going to put up with it. When you stand up to a bully, what happens? They usually the, It usually stops the bullying. And it's uh, it, it's been interesting to listen to the perspective of so many. Like, you know, the, the woman who claimed she couldn't say anything to Matt Lauer when he invited her to the office for sex. What? He's married. She's married. You can't say, no, I'm not going to unbutton my blouse in your office. You can't do that. If if Matt Lauer had fired this woman for refusing to unbutton her blouse in his office, I guarantee you could have almost owned the NBC Corporation Mm. in the resulting lawsuit. Yeah, you'd be able to afford... Well, 30 rocks. Yes, you would. Speaking of which, (laughs) there's uh, reports now about a secret comedic roast that happened back in 2008 of Matt Lauer. Have you read about that? No. Oh, it's unbelievable. (laughs) It's unbelievable. (laughs) There were a million stars there. Um, Even like Tom Cruise 
was there and spoke at Matt Lauer's roast. Uh, you're glib, Matt. Tom Cruise. You're glib. So he was there. Uh, who are some of the other? Donald Trump was there. Katie Couric. Uh, just a, a lot of executives and a lot of stars. And uh, Jeff Zucker, who claimed that he never heard a whisper, not even a whisper, about Matt Lauer's sexual misconduct, was at the comedic roast in 2008 (laughs) that has been described by people who were there as three hours of, this isn't the word they use, but penis jokes. (laughs) And most especially... Matt Lauer's but they uh, don't particular know. They unit. didn't know anything. But man. they didn't know anything. They're no, washing they... their hands completely of this incident. <laughs> it's, it's, this is crazy. Um, the jokes were graphic and very sexual, and they were all laughing. Everybody in the room is laughing about Lauer's quirky sexual habits. You know, they called him the blank of 30 rock, and the word that they called him rhymes with rock. The mm of 30 rock. The Spock of 30 rock? N- no, and oh. it wasn't the talk of 30 rock the, either. The doc? No. Of 30 uh, rock? I uh, know. The smock, <laughs> like a smock? Like you That's wear it, like at 7 Eleven? Yeah, okay. yeah. Got yeah. it. Okay. Um, so apparently, some of the most crude jokes and some of the most telling came from Katie Couric. And there was, I mean, people alleged that Lauer and Couric had sex, that Lauer and Ann Curry had had sex, and they're all laughing about these things. What in the world? And at the very end of it, Matt Lauer got up and said, what's all? What's with all these small wiener jokes? Uh, and then he looked over it, and and he said, "It was fun to see Ann Curry laughing, like she doesn't know how big my unit really is." What is happening? <laughs> is that amazing? And then, then they claim ignorance on all of this stuff. They pretend as though everything was fine with Matt Lauer. What he's got some issues. Everybody in that stinking building and at that company knew. And in fact, even it was so widespread and so well known that people outside the building knew that Matt Lauer was known for having sex in the office and for going after women. Everybody knew it. Do you remember just a couple of years ago how the big scandal at NBC was Brian Williams thought that maybe he was in a firefight or a hero in war when he wasn't? Oh my gosh, he might rise from the ashes at NBC and be, you know... Well respected again. He's a saint. Right. Compared to Matt Lauer. (laughs) This is fascinating. It's really, it is. It is fascinating. 888-933-93 with your thoughts on any of this. Coming up on The Blaze. Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here. Welcome to it. Thanks for being here. Triple Eight. 933-93. Ah, this is an amazing story. 
in an apparent effort to make a statement on gun violence. A church, St. Susanna's Parish in Dedham, Massachusetts, inserted a listing of deadly U.S. mass shootings in its Christmas nativity scene. Oh, man. Oh, that's just despicable. According to a Tuesday report, uh, 14 U.S. sites of mass shootings are listed in the nativity scene, which went up over the weekend. Some sites featured on the list include the church shooting in Sutherland Springs, Texas, the concert massacre in Las Vegas, Columbine. A banner placed above the nativity scene reads, If only you knew the things that make for peace. St. Susanna's uh, father, Stephen Jasoma, said he hopes the reminder of those killed in the mass shootings paired with a display of Jesus will persuade people to call for gun control. How despicable is that? To use the church for your political agenda. Uh, that's. I, I'm not telling you what to think. I'm just saying there's a time and a place, and that ain't it. No Good doubt grief. about it. That's horrible. But they don't, uh, you know, leftists, these progressives, they just, they have no shame. They don't care. Like I said earlier, to, they don't care about women. They don't care about religiosity. All they care about is their power and how to keep it, how to get it and how to keep it. And keep the cash flowing. There's also a, uh, speaking of Christmas displays that are, Somewhat unusual. Um, a New Orleans home in the Bywater neighborhood has Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer being cooked over an open fire. Uh, but, you know, the problem is people have a right to do this on their property. What are you going to do? If you have despicable scenes being portrayed on your lawn... Uh, there's not much you can do with about that, I don't think. Unless, you know, the only one powerful enough to do something about that is your homeowners association. <laughs> Those people, they can make anything happen. 888 uh, Also, as far as the uh, tax bill this week w- from the Senate, Eric Erickson has spoken out about this. Uh, He has spoken out how the left has lost its mind about the tax plan, which isn't even that big a deal, frankly, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, They're making it a much bigger deal than it is. Here's what Erickson said about it. People have lost their ever-living minds. I am so tired of it. This weekend, you had a liberal meltdown over Republican tax policy. It's not even an extraordinarily bold tax policy. It's a small tax policy. It's actually a corporate tax policy with a couple of individual items into it so they can get enough votes. But it's a corporate tax policy. It's not a huge restructuring of the tax code. It doesn't damn the right. poor as the left would have it. And Republicans certainly aren't going to hell for voting for a tax policy. But suddenly we're hearing a lot about Jesus from the left, mm-hmm. the left that wants the Christian baker to bake the cake, bigot, but doesn't want you to have a tax policy that is commonsensical or competitive around the world because Jesus wouldn't want you to when they don't even know Jesus. They don't even like Jesus. Let's have Jesus's abortion policy or Jesus's gay marriage policy or a Genesis 1 version of human sexuality and mankind being made by God so you can't have transgenderism. But oh God, no, we can't have that. But we want God's tax policy, which in the Bible would probably be a flat 10% tithe anyway. The left has lost its mind. They've gone hysterical over tax policy. Why? Social media, they don't care. They just want to beat up Republicans. They don't really believe it. 
That's a great rant. They also went on to discuss tribalism as it applies to this tax plan. You know what the tribe I want to be on? I want to be on the side of truth. Mm-hmm. You know who truth is? Jesus. I want to be on Jesus' <laughs> team. But in the real world, in regular day truth, I can get it wrong, and you and I can disagree on policy. We can even have different opinions, but by God, truth should be truth. But neither side really cares about truth anymore. Every side just wants their own policies advanced, and they don't even care if policies are advanced, mm-hmm. as long as their team is winning. I don't want to be on the same team as people like this. I want to be on a team that stands for something. And what do Republicans stand for? I was an elected Republican, for God's sakes, and I have no idea what the modern American Republican Party stands for other than they hate it, so we like it, or they like it, so we hate it. And it doesn't matter what it is. If tomorrow the Democratic Party came out for Chick-fil-A, you would see Republicans across the South burning them to the ground. I don't want to be in a herd like that, and you shouldn't either. Uh, I mean, that's that's just great stuff from Eric Erickson. And so true. And this Republican-Democrat thing is to the extent that uh, they have to they have to just be on the opposite, opposite side of whatever issue. We were saying this the other day, that this tax plan, it's almost like a Democrat tax plan. It's, it's so non-exciting to somebody like me, a conservative. And why would you care about being a Republican or a Democrat if being a Republican doesn't really mean anything? It doesn't mean you you stand for a certain set of principles anymore. It doesn't seem to anyway. Which is why I, I never like being referred to as a Republican because, frankly, I'm not one. I, I don't know if I maybe registered as one at some point. It's possible. But uh, I haven't voted for all that many Republicans lately because they don't stand for anything. Yeah, and when you don't call yourself a Republican or a Democrat or a member of a party, then you don't have to worry about being pigeonholed into whatever the flavor of the month is that that party believes. If you just call Mm -hmm. yourself a constitutionalist, that kind of takes care of it right there. Yeah, it does. Uh, So, yeah, that's what I identify with most is being a constitutionalist. And that's what I care about, because that's the governing document of this nation. That's what this nation was founded on. And those are the principles we've completely ignored for over 100 years now. Ever since this push for progressivism began. And they, they don't care. Progressives don't care about the truth at all. As proven by this latest uh this latest expose on the climate change nonsense. The alarmists are trying to tell us that the sea levels are rising and that, you know, pretty soon Miami's going to be underwater. New Orleans is going to be underwater. Houston will be underwater. The raw data from three Indian Ocean gauges showed that local sea level trends in the last 140 years have either just barely risen They've been the same, or they've actually fallen. But the evidence of that, the numbers there, were adjusted by tidal record tide, the, the tides records gatekeepers at the Global Data Bank Permanent Service for Mean Sea Level. Now it shows a sharp and dramatic rise in the sea levels. So um, the data adjusters 
take misaligned and incomplete sea level data from tide gauges that show no sea level rise. Then they subjectively and arbitrarily put them all together or realign them. In each case that was just recently assessed, the data adjusters lower the earlier misaligned rates and raise the more recent numbers. Hmm. So by so doing on a curve, yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> What's happening here? Yeah, it's evidence on a curve. <laughs> so if the sea level was say four feet and it went up to four feet one inch, they'll say it was only three and a half feet and now it's five feet, so that they can make this look really dramatic and really uh, radical. Even so, the authors that discovered this, you know, say all of the evidence, and these are not like climate change deniers. Mm-hmm. These are just people who want the truth. And they're saying that this is totally questionable and suspicious, and there's no reason for them to even make these adjustments. And that's what the global warming people are doing uh, as far as temperature is concerned and on the sea level. For for whatever reason, they go back to the records of the 30s, especially because the 30s was the hottest decade on record until supposedly the 90s when... Uh, who knows? Uh, That's when we started spontaneously combusting in the street. Right. I remember that. That was That's a right. rough decade. People would walk outside and just burst into flame. Yeah, that was it was tough. sad to see. They just uh, By the time you walk past them, they're just piles of dust. Yeah, yeah. They had been burned to ash. Mm-hmm. Stay indoors that summer. That's what I always say. Right? Mm-hmm. And even during the winter. In the winter. I don't think it got true. below 80 degrees in the winter That's that year. That's true. That wasn't pleasant. In, in the whole decade. <laughs> so what they do is they go back and adjust the 1930s temperatures down so that the 90s temperatures and today's temperatures look like they're all the much hotter. They're that much hotter. I just, uh, it's unbelievable. And as these uh, scientists are explaining it, at the beginning of their paper, they say it's hard to put together consistent sea level recordings covering a long period of time because... Uh, there's a lot of different data points taken over different times in different areas. And they say that there was no reason to go back and manipulate the data that they had. Unless you're looking to prove a point. Unless you have some kind of agenda. Like Al Gore and his agenda to make it look like uh, the Arctic ice is gonna is going to melt. Uh, Greenland is going to melt, and that's when Miami will be underwater. Mm. What was it he said about... I talked about the fish in Miami. I went down to Miami and saw fish from the ocean swimming in the streets on a sunny day. The same thing was true in Honolulu just two days ago, just from high tides because of the sea level rise now. We are going to suffer some of these consequences, but we can limit and avoid the most catastrophic consequences if we accelerate the pace of change that's now beginning. And of course... uh, (laughs) <laughs> he's he's uh, lying about that prediction now by saying that's already happened. And no, it hasn't. No, it hasn't. And he's, he comes back to try to make this statement in the first Inconvenient Truth movie accurate. And uh, some of the models, well, some of the models suggest to, suggest to Dr. Maslowski that Dr. there Maslowski. is a 75%, 75% chance, chance 
that that the the entire entire North Polar Ice North Cap, Polar Ice Cap during summer oh, during, during some of during the summer, summer the months could be of completely ice free within the next five to seven years. <laughs> so he's trying desperately to make that prediction come true, and it just isn't. It's not coming true. That man makes me ill. Oh, he's, he's such a liar and such a fraud. I, this is one of the, to me, not that it hasn't warmed at all because the temperature has warmed somewhat, although there's been a pause in even that for 17 years. So, but this is such a hoax because they're making it out to be so catastrophic and a problem that must be dealt with or humanity will will go extinct. Well, yeah, thankfully, we're no longer spontaneously combusting. I mean, since the 90s, so that's good. That's yeah, progress. It is good. It is good. They'll probably go back and, re- and adjust that data <laughs> to show that people did spontaneously combust. Uh, 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. It's crazy. Hamas is saying that the declaration about Jerusalem yesterday is a declaration of war. Shut up. It's pathetic. How? In what way? It changed. It changed. Physically changed nothing. I mean, the same conditions exist, right? It's just us admitting, yeah, it's the capital of Jerusalem. It always has been. Yeah. N- news, always will be. Newsflash uh, to the uh, Islamic fascists in the Middle East. You hated Israel and you blew up Israelis before yesterday. <laughs> All right. And I love the graphic on CNN. Mm. Mideast fallout over Trump. Yeah. What did they say? Yeah. Mideast uh, fallout over Trump. Like the graphic just Like now. he caused it. Stop it. Like he's responsible for it now. It just doesn't stop. It just it doesn't stop. And again... Why doesn't anybody remind them, look, you could have had the two states. You were given a state. There could have been a two-state solution in 1947 when the U.N. decided that there would be an Israel and there would be a, a state called Palestine. You had the same equal territory. Hmm. Uh, that wasn't good enough. Yep. You wanted the destruction of Israel. And it still states in Hamas's charter. That uh, nothing short of the destruction of Israel as a state is acceptable to them. Well, how do you have peace when one side wants to kill the other side and has and won't renounce that desire? You, I mean, you could have spent the last 70 years living side by side in peace yeah. if you wanted to. They could have. That's what we call an opportunity mm. lost. I, I, imagine the other way around. Israel, obviously... Uh, is thought to have nuclear weapons. If the shoe was on the other foot and it was the Palestinians or the Arab states around them that had nuclear weapons, do you think they would have been used by now? Which side is the side with the restraint? (laughs) I don't know. It's pretty obvious. Yeah. I think it's pretty obvious. By the way, today is the 76th anniversary of Pearl Harbor. 
of the day when Ben Affleck got in the plane and heroically took off after uh, the Japanese yeah, I didn't realize. sneak attacked. I didn't realize uh, that the film quality was so good back yeah, then as it, it was. I, I mean, it was... To catch Ben Affleck flying yeah. that plane. Yes. And uh, so it was 76 years ago today that Pearl Harbor was sneak attacked. And what, 2,400 Americans lost their lives? Yeah. So if you're still blessed to have a World War II veteran around you in your life, um, tell them, thank them, thank them. Uh, so sincerely for their service. Mm. And thank you if you're a vet um, of any war or even a peacetime vet. Thank you for your service. Absolutely. 888 So it was on this day 76 years ago, the Japanese attack. And the next day, December 8th, is when the President of the United States, Franklin Roosevelt, said this. Yesterday... December 7th, 1941, Mm -hmm. a date which will live in infamy. The United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked by naval and air forces of the Empire of Japan. The United States was at peace with that nation and at solicitation of Japan, still in conversation with its government and its emperor, Mm -hmm. looking toward the maintenance of peace in the Pacific. Indeed, one hour after Japanese air squadrons had commenced bombing in the American island of Oahu, The Japanese ambassador to the United States and his colleague delivered to our Secretary of State a formal reply to a recent American message. And while this reply stated that it seemed useless to continue the existing diplomatic negotiations, it contained no threat or hint of war or of armed attack. So there it was, the big announcement. Hard to believe, you know, in this day and age, now 76 years later, how much the world has changed, how much the geopolitical situation in the world has changed. I mean, Japan is one of our best friends now, one of our closest allies. Uh, And 76 years ago, that was certainly not the case. Amazing how much things have changed since then. And the Soviet Union is no longer. In fact, Russia is in such a bad situation now that they've instituted full-fledged cheating among their athletes, apparently. They can't, they can't win uh, just fair and square. And their economy is suffering. And uh, they're just they're in a bad way. They're in a bad way right now. 888 uh, Also, we have this story, which is kind of uplifting, about a dad who uh, is being hailed now as an excellent parent after he exercised his parent- parenting muscles on his 20-something-year-old child who broke the law. For the past eight years, Joe Stricker has set up an incredible holiday, holiday display in his front yard. 
just south of Denver. Dozens of festive characters and thousands of lights make his home one of the most festive in the area. But some vandals recently damaged the display and stole a Christmas-themed dinosaur. The vandals were captured on home surveillance, and uh, this father, this stricker, shared the footage in hopes of catching some of those responsible for the damage. He, well, okay, Stricker was the guy with the with the mm-hmm. with the home, and he shared the footage, and uh, the father recognized his son <laughs> as one of the vandals. Oh boy! Though the father's name wasn't made public, Stricker said that when it, within a few hours of seeing the footage, he got on a plane, headed to Colorado, and showed up at his doorstep with eight other people. <laughs> so the dad flew to Colorado. Does uh-huh. it say where he came from? It does not. The, the father wants to remain came from. anonymous. He just wanted to get out there and that punish his amazing. son. So I don't know. So he found his son and mm-hmm. his son's friends. Yep. All the people who were responsible for the damage. And keep in mind, the kid's in his 20s. Yeah. This is a this is a hero dad right here. <laughs> I don't know from whence he took that flight, but uh, this is fantastic. Yeah. So this homeowner shows the footage. Mm-hmm. The dad, and he just showed the footage by the way on Facebook. The dad recognizes it on Facebook. Flies to Colorado, finds his son and seven of his friends, and drives them all over to this guy's house. <laughs> Unbelievable. And so, and he made them accept responsibility for what they did. Uh, Stricker said he and his wife made the really tough decision to go ahead with prosecution because they were all in their 20s. After talking it over with authorities and the parents, you know, the guy who came and found his son... He said a very understandable and fair punishment was agreed on by both parties. Instead of being arrested, Stricker said the two parties agreed to criminal citations where the guilty party will have to go to court and pay fines. And they have to, and the father was there to have his son and his friends make restitution to the homeowner. Love it. That's a tremendous father. Yeah, and he like, he is laying low. He doesn't want to be known. They took care of it privately. Right, um, so he wasn't looking for publicity. Right. That's good stuff right there. That's fantastic. It, it's still, you know, it restores just a glimmer of hope in humanity, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Yes, there is good still exists. 888 Use that tomorrow. And uh, we will talk to you then on Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.